I should know. Unleash hell. You are tuned in to the round table. Right here on PSN Radio and YouTube. Alright everybody, welcome to the epic round table show right here live on PSN Radio, and it's of course April 9th, 2020, I hope everybody's safe and sound during this lockdown that we're facing, I know this is a terrible time for the country and the planet, so with that said, I know a lot of people are suffering, but with that said, as usual, we're here every Thursday night to try to bring a little levity, some humor, and a little bit of relief from the everyday life. Or as some politicians would like to say, from the everyday malarkey. Now with me on the uh, show, uh, you know, hoping that you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy it, are the uh, legendary Knights of the Epic Roundtable. We have new voices, new knights, and of course we have returning knights, and uh, we have a missing knight in action, which we're going to get to in a second. But... Tonight we have new members, and uh, well, one new member, we have another one joining perhaps in uh, the next uh, show, uh, but I want to welcome to the uh, show the one, the only, the, from the Red Pill Show, who's also carrying our show on uh, another network, the RBN Network, and uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you very much, I appreciate it. <laughs> now, well, how did you get the name Hardcore? You know, for the audience, you yes, might yes, not know. Yes. <laughs> exactly. After doing my second interview about my life story on public radio, I was actually offered by the same station to have my own show because I was such a fascinating individual. Yes, indeed. And, well, just trying to think of a name and thinking about what it is I'm doing... I'm trying to wake people up out of the matrix, out of the system, trying to pull individuals out because there are certain individuals who are heavily targeted by the system, and then there are those who feed the system, and it's like this is one big matrix. So I have to lean towards something, red pill, red pill. Then uh, I, I did a search for red pill. It's like, yes, there's a red pill, there's a red pill show, there's a red pill. It's like but I'm listening to these guys. So these guys are hardcore, though. Aha! Well, I'll just ding, 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 hardcore. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a friend from uh, last Sunday. Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to Ding, ding. <laughs> so there, there it is. V Hardcore from the Red Pill Show joining us now uh, uh, weekly. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to have you on, man. You're going to be simulcasting with us, of course, on the other network. Give the audience a little bit of a, of a plug uh, for the other network so they know exactly what I'm talking about, the RBN network. Yes, for the second and third hour of this broadcast, uh, we will be on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Yes. Based in Austin, Texas. Uh, large, it, it's well known, it's been around for years and years and years. Owned by John Stadmiller, the mm-hmm. guy who started off Alex Jones. Uh, <laughs> I'm and, sure he's uh, proud about that one right now. Huh? <laughs> I'm he's sure he's well, proud about that right now. Alex yeah, Jones. he he's he's the one who uh, <laughs> let uh, Alex Jones loose onto all of us. But you know, 
So he was the one who started that Trojan horse of Alex Jones. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's it's a small world, but yes, hey, he, he's uh, letting me loose out onto the world again as well. So uh, that's just what it is. <laughs> very good, very good. And uh, now joining us, of course, as is every week, uh, the most loyal of loyal co-hosts that I've ever had in my entire uh, podcasting career, well, one of uh, my closest compadres here on the uh, world of PSN and in general, my good friend, the one and the only, the host of Graphic Vandalism himself. That's right, I'm talking about Johnny Alpha. Johnny, what's up, buddy? How are you doing tonight? How's the, the lockdown treating you? Not much, man. Oh, it's doing pretty good, man. Um, well, I'm still working. I'm, I'm an essential employee. You know what I mean? I do construction, so that's yeah. That's but you, you, you got to make it sound like really working. You got to make it sound really sinister. They're like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm here sweating bullets, and I can't take it. I'm going crazy." Nah, I, I, I feel bad for the I feel bad for the people stuck at home all day. I'd rather be at work. But yeah, no kidding. But man. um, yeah, and, and but I mean, I I get. Um, since everything's closed, I, I get to enjoy my favorite pastime, which is reading comics. And plus, um, I'm, my new podcast, Nerds from the Underground, really taking off, really huge. We're on the Nerdy Legion network, and oh man, I can't believe the numbers that show pulls in. It's it's insane. It it really warms my heart that somebody actually, not just somebody, a lot of people actually listen to my dumbass these days. So, <laughs> woohoo! Well, there's a lot of nerds on this planet, my friend. I, I, you know, we have taken over. I include myself in that, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the point where, we, to the point we have fake nerds these days, which is incredible. I never thought I'd see the day. No, the best one is now that some of the jocks are nerds. Yeah, that's, go figure. Yeah, that too. You have. <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, I, I, did you guys invite? Me to the show just to rip on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, I was uh, a string football player, football star, uh, eighth grade uh, chess club champion. Yes, that's how that works. You see what I'm saying? Chess <laughs> and football, huh? Chess and football. Yeah, I'm like, Go ahead, John. Seems like you're already a jock nerd. He was yeah, already yeah. a jock nerd. You do you did it's not like what you're not like one of these newly awakened ones. Like nowadays, <laughs> like the guys that would have been like, Oh, I don't like that Star Trek shit are like all about Star Trek now. Yeah. Where, yeah whereas yeah. you the sound like jock you nerds. already you already had the at least the roots for it. You played chess, which yeah. That's, that's pretty nerdy. That's nerdy. Yeah. yeah well, I mean <laughs> I I actually wasn't a part of the chess club. I just walked in there one day. I remember my dad taught me how to play chess when I was six years old. I just walked in there one day and uh, entered in the tournament and walked out the champion of the chess club. Same day. See, I knew chess wasn't for me when I asked, uh, is the one with the plus sign, like the Jesus uh, piece of chess? And my dad was like, get the hell out of the room. <laughs> just leave. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? And I was like, is there supposed to be Jesus on there? It's like, no! You're blaspheming! Leave! Go play your checkers! And I was like, I'm really good at checkers. I can whoop any llama's ass on checkers. Remember when I, I whooped the llama's ass on that motherfucker? Checkers is my game, son. 
I, yeah, I'm I not a chess guy. I'm checkers. See, I'm reversed. <laughs> I dumb it down for myself. You're, you're one of the higher class smarter guys. I'm, uh, I'm the uh, below average checkers player. You play 4D chess, I play 1D checkers. That's how I oh, roll. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, I, I uh, have you, a certain... You really, you really put Jesus on, on, on the chessboard. Uh, anybody else? <laughs> well, I put Jesus on the, on the chessboard. I thought it's Sigourney Weaver. I thought it was the other one. And then he's like, no, this is not aliens. What are you talking about? Like, hey, queen bitch, right? It's, it's a queen. I remember the slogan. The, she was the also his back. Ghost- she was also Ghostbusters' dad. Come on, man. <laughs> Dumb. It's not always aliens. <laughs> you know? Come on, man. And it's the 80s, man. You know? Come on, pops. And then again, I got Quit leave the room. <laughs> Poor lady. I, I consider myself a jock nerd also because I grew up uh, watching a lot of sports. So I, that kind of works. And uh, I was a pro wrestling fan. That's nerdy. Uh, let's see, I did, I actually, uh, funny enough, I did play baseball for a long time, so I guess that's jock, you know, that, that makes me a little bit of a jock. Baseball I, is the least, that's the least jockiest jock game there is, man. Not that's true. All. I know somebody who broke truth. his leg playing golf. How do you do that? I used to spill. I used to spill so much weed to fucking baseball players in high school, man. So like, the, yeah. Aside <laughs> from... Yeah, golf. Who the hell plays golf? Like, are you secretly rich, Jackal? No, it wasn't me who broke his leg. I I knew somebody oh. who broke his leg when he would then played golf, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't think you're a jock, dude. That's not cool. <laughs> but he's like, but I'm a jock. Get a- you're a golfer. If you don't have on the field, do they have? Oh, one time, one time, Jim. Go ahead, v. I was going to say, if you don't have a cod piece on uh, while you're doing some activity, that's, that's not a sport. I'm sorry. I agree. And I had my cock piece on. <laughs> Playing golf? No, baseball, do you baseball? <laughs> now, the the guy who broke his leg playing golf, his name is Leo. He's actually an old buddy of mine. He's a golf and tennis player uh, from high school. And I was like, the two least manly sports are the ones you like. Good job, Leo. Excellent work. Well, this, <laughs> this tennis is very active. You know, there's a lot of running in that shit. There's no way, there's no way I was, my stoned ass was doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't follow that trend. I mean, baseball, at least you get to sit down for a little bit. You know, you, you sometimes, I was a first baseman, so I was involved in a lot of the plays. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when you're not batting, you're just sitting down and waiting for your bat. And uh, I, I, I actually did this a couple times. I took my bowl and I took a couple hits while I was just sitting. Nobody noticed. I was like, "How do you not smell that?" Because everybody else was spitting chewing tobacco, and that shit stinks everything else up, man. No. You're not kidding. I, there's nothing worse than a bunch of like 11, 12, 13 year olds chewing tobacco. That's just the worst. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about in high school because when I was in high school, all the all the baseball players I knew that I sold weed to all dipped, man. They all had their cans of school, and I would be like, "That's gross, man." And I light yeah. up my cigarette. I'd be like, "You guys, you chewing tobacco guys are gross." I'm gonna smoke yeah. my cigarette. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say I was a, a chewing tobacco guy for at least. Uh, 
all during uh, boot camp, uh, well, basic training in the Army, because we couldn't have cigarettes. <laughs> we had to hide. Uh, no cigar weed either we over there? You couldn't have, like, a little bit of the, uh, the pottage? That'd not, be great. Ba- basic no, training, no, not, my man. friends. Basic training, you cannot you imagine smoke trying a to cigarette. Do- I couldn't imagine trying to do boot camp stoned. I can't even probably play baseball high. So, yeah, like you climb in the wall and the tire thing and yeah, all the crazy drills you guys have to run. I couldn't imagine trying to do that. Baked out oh, of that would be so you much fun. <laughs> you have guys trying to get messed up on anything that they can. Um, you had guys trying to drink Listerine just to get a, a buzz. Anything to take the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I had a, a buddy of mine who was in the army for about you know the regular service time, and then got sent home. I don't know exactly the, the time period. Was there for a few years? Four years? Yeah, something like that. In fact, he was part of a, of a, um, Afghanistan's uh, initial war, not cold cut. Another friend of mine, uh, but he was also involved. And in, uh, once he left, he got discharged because he had like, a vision issue, and he left a little bit earlier than the normal time. And when he left, uh, he had a hard time finding a job. So what he did, since he had a lot of contacts within the uh, the army still, had a lot of his buddies, he started uh, selling them synthetic weed. And he was sending them, like, you know, synthetic weed, and he was making a killing. Pun intended, because they're over killing people. But he was killing it without bullets. But, I mean, he was banking on the monthly, because, you know, they couldn't, like, they were getting, they get in trouble, obviously, if they smoke pot, and you can't mail this shit back then. Uh, but synthetic stuff, no problems. And he, at the time, he was just like, you know, setting, this is a few years back now, when he started really, uh, getting off doing that. He did it for years. And he never got into any trouble, and he was beckoning, he was living on a flat for a while. And then somebody ate a face here in Florida. And that kind of, like, he's like, okay, I'm going to stop now before somebody in the army just starts eating people. And they'll try to track it down to me, because that wouldn't be cool. Yeah, that <laughs> synthetic weed shit, like, is not cool. Like, every, I hear, like, a lot of people have bad trips on it. You're not even supposed to have trips on weed, you know what I mean? It's just supposed to get you giggly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they call it, what, flocka? That's what they call it, I think. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the nicknames. It, 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 it's weird because I've seen it. I've never smoked it myself. I'm not into smoking synthetic anything. I like the old natural high. Uh, but uh, I've seen uh, synthetic weed before and uh, from my friend who showed it to me. And uh, I, it doesn't really it look enticing. It doesn't smell like weed. It doesn't look like anything I'd want to smoke anyway. It doesn't have, like, the same feel. And, I mean, there's the whole thing when you break a piece of bread and you get that little smell and you're like, oh, yeah, that's some good shit. Yeah. And not, nothing beats that. Maybe vagina. That's about the only thing that beats that. Yeah, the pleasing <laughs> aroma is half, is half the, the wonderment of it, man. Like, I, I love the smell, especially smelling oh. like good skunk. Oh, it's so good. Now, uh, I wanted, I did want to get to this before wait, we wait, continue yeah. forward. Uh, vagina or, 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 or weed? Smell like oh, both, both. Oh, we, 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 we split oh, them open, they both smell yeah. great. Yeah, I, I was punk rock when I, I was punk rock <laughs> when I was young, so like, I didn't, I never minded a smelly cooch. Yeah. It was kind of I was just a, I was just a horny teenager, so it didn't bother me. I was like, yeah, okay girl, you haven't showered in a week, that's cool. We're okay. 
Just as long as nothing's crawling out of there or into there, we'll, we'll be good. As long as there's uh, grass on the field, play ball, right? There, there you go. Well, that kind of sounds weird in itself. Jeffrey Epstein, anybody? <laughs> That's like an Epstein moment, you know? Like, freshly fertilized. Oh. Oh. If she's old enough to crawl, wait. No, that's. I'm not continuing that joke, Petey. No. no. <laughs> well, now I'm curious. <laughs> wow. She's already in the right that's position. That's that's the rest of that joke. She's already in the right position. And I'm just saying that's not a cool joke, man. But it's it's there. Oh, okay. Well, see, I was picturing a woman on a, no prone position, crawling on a razor wire with her assault rifle. I, I don't know. I like a warrior woman. <laughs> I, I, I was a big Xena fan myself. Warrior Princess. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Now, speaking of uh, princesses and princes and prince and uh, uh, people that uh, we're missing here, uh, we'll give a, a shout out to one of our regulars at the round table who's been MIA for the last. Uh, what, uh, three, four weeks now? We haven't heard from him. And, uh, he is, of course, the prince of goodness when it comes to the Snyder Cut. He's the, uh, one of the uh, main guys leading the barrage down the, uh, the doors of WB. And it sounds something like this. Psst. Hey, it's me, Dave. Psst, Dave's not here, man. Psst, let me in. Inside Rider, let me in. Hey, Dave. And nobody's letting them in because, you know, Warner Brothers is on lockdown, too. But, of course, I'm talking about our good friend, Zod Ryder, and uh, he's been MIA. And, you know, all jokes aside, uh, we hope that he's doing okay. He's over in Illinois where uh, the, uh, the un, you know, unnamed Invisible Scourge, as our POTUS 45 would like to call it, um, has hit pretty hard. So, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to send good vibes out to our Zod Rider, Lee, and uh, hopefully uh, he's doing, uh, you know, good over there, and uh, he's just busy with uh, work or something that he's been MIA, but uh, last we heard he wasn't feeling too good, and then he just vanished, and we haven't heard from him. So, uh, sending this shout-out to him, hopefully uh, he, he's back on the uh, the round table soon, and joining us for the uh, malarkey every Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's nice, warm, and healthy somewhere, just enjoying some VR porn like he likes to do. Yes, he is into the VR porn. What is VR porn? Virtual reality porn. Like, he literally, on one show, like, because I'm a big Ghost in the Shell fan, I guess he had, like, a Ghost in the Shell VR porn, but he was he introduced it going, Hey, Johnny, I was watching this VR <laughs> porn the other day, and it made me think of you, and I was just like... Dog, I don't want to hear about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody be quiet! Todd's about to masturbate! Uh, okay, <laughs> but what is, how does it make it VR? What's VR about it? It's I don't know. Reality. I've never yeah. done it. Like, you watch it through the VR things. You get your little Oculus stick spinning. I don't I, I don't know. I've never done it. I just know that it exists. And well, I mean, you see, I, 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 love it. I guess you just look at the naked chicks in VR, and, I mean, you whack it in real life. I mean, that's, uh, I guess, how that would work. I mean, but if you have the, the thing over your face, you can, you know, like, how, how, how do you know where to reach and what to, you know, you know, the whole process. It's a, it's a dual 
type of thing. You gotta know when to release it and where to go. If you're using a sack, condom, tissue, you know, a girl's face, the the grass outside, you know, if you're Taliban, a goat, I don't know, like, you know, whatever. Uh, you gotta eventually see where you're aiming, right? But that's gonna get kind of messy and smelly in your apartment. Oh, boy, well. You know what? I'm looking at something right now online since you guys brought this up. There's one that, okay, it's a headset that goes over your eyes. Right, right. That's, that's how it works. There's there's a, a a machine that arches off of that. There's a pair of fake silicone tits. I'm sorry. Nice. Breast. And uh, there's a pumping action, uh, I don't know what you call that thing, uh, like uh, there's a fake vagina. Uh, there you go. That's a good way to call it. <laughs> this is actually I'm being sold now. in Japan right now. Wow. Oh, in Japan. Oh, the pocket. Okay. Is this a pocket, uh, you know. It's a pocket, it's a pocket pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double piece, a pocket pussy. All right, you guys. For the first hour uh, of being on RBN, we we gotta not be so crude. <laughs> Just to let you know. Oh, okay. So you, you guys <laughs> no, have. No, no, uh... We're not on RBN yet. I'll just let you know. Oh, okay. No, because this show is it's uncut. Remember, we it's uncut. I know it's uncut, but let's let's just try our best to restrain ourselves. We're, we're not we're not of the uh, Art Bellion uh, Rebellion. Uh, shout out to Art Bell, who was actually his, uh, you know, his uh, day of death uh, is coming up pretty uh, soon. The next few days, the oh, anniversary oh, yes. is passing. Yeah, and uh, you know that sucks. I think it's the thirteenth when he passed. Uh, you know. Years back here, and uh, you know, speaking of which, Midnight in the Desert just changed host. Have you seen this? They changed again, it's crazy. Uh, since Art left, they're like on their third host now. They went from Heather Wade, who uh, took over for Art originally when he you know first retired, and uh, as soon as Art passed, uh, they got rid of Heather. They brought in Tim Weisberg, who is a nice guy. Oh, no, I'm sorry, they brought in Dave Schrader. First, and he's a nice guy. He's, I, I've met Dave and uh, spoken to him a couple times. Really, really cool dude. And uh, he was on there for a couple months. I guess he found a, another gig that was going to pay him a little bit more bread. I don't know the whole story behind it. Uh, but he he left, and then Tim Weisberg came on, who I was not too familiar with. Seemed like he'd be a decent fit. Um, and then all of a sudden, now he's gone, and now they have another guy named Tim, Tim Osman who I'm not too familiar with, other than I know that he's a flat earther, which oh is kind of weird. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah. Tim Osman? Yeah. Well, you mean Osama Bin Laden? No, 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 no. Well, uh, <laughs> at this point, you never know. I mean, shave that beard, he could be anybody. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sold that they actually killed him, because I never saw the body. Did you see the body? Did you, did you guys see the body? I, I never saw no, the body. No, no. But All I heard was like, we fed him to the fish. And then somewhere Kanye West was like, I'm not a gay fish. Not a gay fish. <laughs> and we're like, we're not talking about you, Kanye. Just relax. Calm down. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, well, Tim Osmond, well, we need to keep an eye on him, you know, just in case uh, any other buildings fall down. Yeah, uh, no kidding. <laughs> they, but he is a flat earther, which he, Art was... 
you know, he wasn't a believer of the Flat Earth uh, Society. He, he didn't mock them because, you know, that was never Arch's thing when he was alive and doing his show. Uh, but he wasn't a, a big Flat Earth supporter, let's just say. And uh, to, the, to him, it was all malarkey. And, you know, to quote again, uh, Uncle Joe, creepy Joe Biden, uh, it's all a bunch of malarkey. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of weird. I don't know why they're swapping hosts every few months. It's, it's like they're trying to find the next Art Bell over there on, on Dark Matter well, Digital. Very it's going to be tough. You know, that's, uh, that's tough, man. Art Bell is uh, a giant in this game. So, my, uh, you know, my heart goes out to Keith and shout out to them because he has a tough time trying to fill those shoes. And it doesn't seem like it's working. I thought Dave was going to work out. Because Dave Schrader, I mean, he has a great voice, great, you know, presence for for radio. Um, and he knows, you know, his topics really well. He's very outgoing and and whatnot. I'm surprised that didn't work out. Uh, like I said, I'm not too familiar with uh, Tim Weisberg, who took over for him, but or Tim Osman now, the new guy. Uh, but I, I hope one sticks. But finding the next Arbel, that's like a needle in a haystack. That's not easy. Well, I don't know. You do a pretty good impression of Art Bell yourself. <laughs> Richard? Tell me what you found. Well, Art, we found on the moon some structures. Well, Richard, what did you find? <laughs> wow, that just gives me chills. <laughs> well, do you see, Art... We found a base on the moon, and it has a sign. Richard, what is that sign? <laughs> Art, it is a McDonald's sign. We don't know what it's doing on the moon, but it's there. The Golden Arches, Richard. The Golden Arches. Not to be confused with McDowell, the Golden Arch. Right. Let's go back to Tim Will, uh, Wolfman, who's going to uh, give us some commercials. Tim, <laughs> I always loved Art Bell's laugh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Best laugh yeah. on radio. Oh, and I miss that. You know, I miss him. You can tell whenever Art Bell, he just, he had enough. And, and again, I brought up J.C. Weber the third with you the other day. Yes. Uh, greatest time on radio ever. Uh, greatest radio ever done, I think, in a comedic sense. Uh, <laughs> unintentionally. And that was just wild. Yeah. Really wild. We have a, a connection here on the round table with Art, which is very special because we, and Johnny, I think you remember this because you were there, Johnny. Yeah, we, we had, uh, we had, yeah, we had the, the um, Area 51 caller. He, yeah. yeah. The Area 51 caller was actually on this show once. Yeah, Brian J. Glass, my good friend, who's, uh, uh, you know, uh, hopefully doing well also, and, uh, you know, a lovely man. I, I met him at a convention years and years ago, and we stayed in contact, and uh, we became, you know, online buddies, and we talked every once in a while. And then, you know, I had him on on the show here, and, I, and he dropped the bomb. He was like, you guys know my connection to our bell, right? And uh, we were like, uh, Brian, I've known you for a while. Why don't you tell me about your connection to our bell? You know, go ahead, tell us. And he's like, well, I'm the famous Area 51 caller. Our jaws dropped. The We were like, what? Huh? 
You mean I've known you this entire time and you've never told me? I had like that dumb and dumber moment when he trades the van for the little bike. And I was like, <laughs> just when I thought you couldn't get any lower, any lower, Brian, you totally redeemed yourself. What, what, tell us more. And then he went into character. It was amazing. Yeah. And uh, what really sold me is he said that, um, we could ask, um, Art. Uh, we could ask David Mack. Oh yeah, yeah, David Mack. Yeah. Um, to, uh, for proof, because David Mack and him were living together at the time, and David Mack is one of my favorite comic book artists. Man, his yep. watercolor style is out of this world. So if he says that David Mack can corroborate it, that's all I need to know, man. Like Brian J K Glass is the Area Fifty One. Um, almost said killer caller. <laughs> <laughs> you you would have been right because he killed the satellite. Man, that thing went down like a brick. I mean that. It, it died, and that's the one part of the whole thing that was actually true. Because I, you know, I asked around and I asked uh, Keith and Art, and, and they told me, "Oh yeah, brother, that, that happened. That, that the satellites went down." Uh, I know about Brian, but the satellites really went down. And I was like, "Really, Art?" And he was like, "Really." And I was like, "Holy schmoly!" And and it was creepy. And even Keith was like, "Yeah, no, they, we didn't know what the heck was going on. I just..." As soon as he started talking, I guess he hit a nerve and everything just exploded. And uh, that in itself tells you that while we think that they might not be listening, somebody somewhere out there is paying close attention. Now, at least they were to art. And, uh, you know, and Brian got a little taste of that. Uh, but uh, shout-outs to Brian, man. He, again, a very, very cool man. And, uh, you know, there's, you know... The fun thing about doing radio, and I'm sure, uh, you know, Johnny and V will attest to this, is the amount of people we can reach, but not only that, the contacts we make uh, with uh, individuals within the communities that we love, like the comic book community, entertainment world community. Like, I've met Doug Jones uh, from Hellboy 1 and 2 and Batman Returns, and he's been in all, you know, the the, the one he played the fish in... Uh, shape of Water. The Shape of Water, which he should have won an Oscar for that movie. He was brilliant in that performance. Um, great human being. I got to meet him in person, you know, and uh, got to meet John Schneider from Dukes of Hazard and Smallville in person. Uh, you know, that that was a, a treat. Uh, let's see, I almost got my ass kicked by Lou Ferrigno. That was fun. Man, I wish you had video of that. That would be just so great to see. You know, that would have been a fantastic thing to put on YouTube, but I can honestly tell everybody that I almost got killed by the Incredible Hulk. Mm. Who can brag about that other than me? Yeah, well, <laughs> not me. <laughs> there you go. And, and it was, and, and yes, folks, it was very much as terrifying in person as you would imagine. Because he's, he's a big dude. He, he really is Hulkish, okay? And uh, that's a long story, V. Uh, well, it's really not long, but it's a very funny story. Uh, it it, it would have been longer if it would actually swung and hit me. That would have been a, a really long story. Like six hours later, yeah, I woke up in the hospital with my face, like, you know, around and don't remember anything. And now I'm hooked up to all these IVs and I can't walk. That would have been the well, rest from, of the story. From what I understand, he, he's had some serious anger issues since the 70s, since he was famous, right? Like, Lou's gotten into serious trouble with that shit in the past, right? Well, wouldn't you if you're labeled the Incredible Hulk your entire life and, you, and nobody wants to cast you for anything but that or Arnold's, like, understudy? 
for like the two yeah. years. Like when you're the like, Hulk yeah, is like one of Hulk is like literally one of my least favorite superheroes. So yeah, I'd hate to be cast as typecast as him forever. You know, that would suck. At least when you typecast as Superman, you kind of get away with it, or Batman. You know, you could, Batman is easier because you put the, uh, the you know mask on and you know you're, you escape yeah, into the character. You're supposed to be angry. You're Batman. Correct. Yes. We don't have throat cancer. We don't have throat cancer. It's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to the comic book movies, I'm just uh, I don't know. I'm just I, I prefer Marvel. Actually, at least they don't switch so many people around all the time. Uh, DC is like there's somebody different every freaking movie. It, it's funny you say that because Marvel is like changing everybody now. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm just speaking in general, but yeah, I mean, they they kept uh, a lot of people for a long time. Yeah, those characters played their course, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're going to be like, okay, Robert Downey Jr. is not playing Iron Man anymore, we're going to get... um, Richard Grieco. No, the like um, Iron, uh, Tony Stark as Iron Man's done. They might bring in like Iron Heart or one of the replacement Iron Men from the comics with a new actor. But like right. uh, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, his arc was done. He had what? He was in seven movies, seven out of the thirty. So he, yeah. he got a, he got a really good run out of it. And, and same a thing with tremendous Nolan paycheck, Cap, so, by the way. Um, and a good paycheck. Yeah. Oh, he's. Yeah. He, he became one of the richest men in the world just by doing those movies. So yeah, it's yeah. incredible. He got like what fifty million for uh, the Avengers, the last two Avenger movies. That's bananas. That's crazy money. And he's like hardly. I mean, he's in the movie, but he's part of an assembled cast where they, you know, they all chew scenes up and stuff. So to to pay one actor fifty million, the rest of them them must have been like, yeah, it's time for him to go. We want to get some of that cheddar. Like we need, we need a raise. Get him out of here. Go ahead. You know, and if, I find it funny because he did three Iron Man movies, and uh, now they're not, they do, they're not doing a fourth. They, you know, they're, but they're still they're doing a fourth Thor movie, which is uh, supposed to come out, uh, which ends that whole trilogy type of idea that a lot of folks thought they were going to have, where all the main characters are going to get their own trilogy, and well, they're, they're going to see the thing about that Thor. is, I think that Hemsworth knows that he's not really going to get very many big roles after Thor. I think he's kind of typecast out of any of those guys, because like Evans and a lot of the other guys, you'd seen them before, but Hemsworth, he kind of made himself with Thor. So I think he's going to just ride that out until like he's just got enough money to buy half of Australia and live happy. You know what I mean? I think that's his plan. <laughs> you can think, well, right? he's a heartthrob, and he's going to ride that that's what he's writing right now, and he's going to do he's, that as long as he can. He's very funny too, which yeah, is uh, you know, which is a, a, another route he could go. I mean, the the worst movie that came out in 2016 was the Ghostbusters reboot. I hated that movie, but he was funny. Like he is genuinely a fun. He could be a funny dude even in a bad movie. That's talent, because you yeah, know he, that movie was terrible. It really was. His 
his other vehicles haven't done well. He's tried to like he tried to do like a war movie. Nobody went and saw it. He did Men in Black. Nobody went and saw it. So um, Thor's the thing that he's really big in that sells right now. So uh, and they didn't kill him off. So he, yeah. I don't blame him for being like, yeah, dude, you want to do a fourth movie? Hell, I'll I'll do nine. You know what I mean? I'll make more <laughs> Thor movies. But they made Fast and Furious movies as long as you guys pay me. Well, and good but for it, him. It, it, his main problem was picking the roles. I mean, the Men in Black, I could have told you, without Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, you know, it, it's still in that universe. Audiences are just not going to be sold. And they really, to do a Men in Black without the main cast from the original three, you'd really have to go off the reservation and do something completely different with it. And this is like an international version, uh, which means nothing, because it's really just, it's the same stuff, and they didn't really add anything new to it. Um, the little chess guy was kind of cool, but that's, that was really it. I mean, there was really nothing, you know. It reminded me of a pilot of a TV show. Yes, it reminded I, me of, like if yes. they were going to do a Men in Black TV show, what the first like two episodes would have been like. That's exactly what it felt like, which it was a big of a, of a letdown. Because I am a Men in Black fan. I like the original first two more than the third. The third was okay, but the first two were really good. And I was hoping with, you know, having uh, Hemsworth in there, I was like, well, maybe this could be good. Uh, but no, it just it didn't work because it didn't go far enough to, like, you tell us this is a reboot and do something completely different and original. Uh, it was just kind of like, okay, well, another uh, Men in Black adventure without the main cast that we all know. I think that's what really hurt the box office on that movie. That and the marketing was really just off. You know, it wasn't... It didn't really pop like the original two. Again, it's having the right people and the right script. And I think maybe with that movie, they really should have brought back in uh, Will Smith. And I know they tried, but he said no to it. But they really needed to have some kind of a balance with the old cast to really kind of like pass the baton. And they never did that. They just kind of said, okay, new people, go ahead and do your thing. And then it's like reintroducing new people into a, a concept we already know, and it wasn't really the best script, and you know it, it was just a disappointing, uh, you know, movie all the way around with a, with some funny parts in it. I mean, I'm not gonna say it was completely god awful. They did have some funny gags, but nothing special. It wasn't as good as uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which that I thought it was gonna be terrible. And that actually came out really good and really fun. Um, did you guys see that already? Did you say Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog? Yeah. yeah. Like a movie? Like live action? You haven't seen, you haven't yeah. heard of Sonic the movie? Yeah, it came out this year. Oh. Oh. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, it's they, actually they, the yeah. top, top selling, top rated um super. I mean, that's video game movie of all time now. Like after all the backlash <laughs> the original trailer got, like it blew up. It's actually. It's actually a pretty good movie. I'm not going to sit here and say it reinvented the wheel, but it's definitely watchable. Okay, I'm going to look this up right now. Uh, yeah, no, James uh, Martin uh, from uh, the X-Men movies, who played Cyclops, He uh, he's in it. And uh, he plays uh, Sonic's uh, friend who uh, befriends him in the adventure they go on. And uh, the bad guy is played by uh, somebody that I used to love in the 90s as an actor, but now he's kind of like been bittersweet ever since because he's kind of lost his mind. Jim Carrey plays the bad guy. And uh, believe it or not, even though I've, I've had my issues politically with Jim Carrey over the last few years, he was really good in this, and I can't hate. 
you know, like he was, uh, you're always going to get the straight, you know, the truth with me, whether I like the person or not, you know, publicly or, or whatever. Uh, he was really good in, in the movie, and to the point that I was like, damn it, I wish he wouldn't have been as good. Hey, that just happens sometimes, though, man. Like, that happened to me, funny enough, this year, too. Like, you know how I feel about Leonardo DiCaprio. I wouldn't wipe my ass with that guy. But I watched that new Quentin Tarantino movie, and oh, my God, dude, he had me laughing that entire time. He was amazing in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Every time he started crying, man, I was rolling. And I was like, Jesus, man, QT is actually going to make me a damn Leonardo DiCaprio fan after all these years. So, I mean, oh. like, shit like that just kind of happens, you know? People that yeah. you think are, that you just will never like all of a sudden surprise you. And you're just like, well, damn, maybe I had him pegged wrong. See, I, I, I wasn't a big Leo fan, especially after Critters 4. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's three. He's three, four. And see, I lost count because he was just terrible. And then he did Growing Pains, and I was like, I'm not into Growing Pains, and I really just don't like that kid. So I flipped to Boy Meets World, and I was like, Topanga. Yeah. And uh, I never really got into uh, him as uh, a teenage actor or a, a young adult. I didn't like Romeo and Juliet or Titanic or any of you know his early films. The movie that did it for me with Leo, though, and I was like, he's a really good actor, was Shutter Island. That movie, his performance in that, I was like, oh, he's good. Like, you, you really deserved a, a nomination and he didn't get it. And, uh, he was really upset over that, and he's worked on a lot of movies just to try to get that Oscar, and he finally got it with, uh, the one he gets raped by the bear, by the bear, the, uh... Yeah, the, the, the bear rape the, movie, yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 no, no, Reverence. Now, you guys Reverence. are teaching me some things here. Okay, now I heard something <laughs> about a bear rape movie, and then there was this thing about a guy, now... I can never find any video on this or any confirmation about the story anywhere online. Uh, but there's apparently some gay guy that went out in the woods with his son and proved that bears weren't dangerous and he was eaten by a bear. Is this what well, talking about? Lesson unlearned. Son? Dad? Dad? Oh, no. I guess he was wrong. And well, now you know the entire well, Leo story. Well, <laughs> Leo doesn't actually get raped by the bear in the movie. See, like, no. it was coming out. The, the British um, newspaper, the Daily Mail, said in, in the movie The Revenant, Leonardo DiCaprio does... They were trying to, for some reason, get people to not be excited for the film and... I don't get the marketing, but like they were saying that like people should avoid it because like there there's bear sodomy in it. I'm just like... Actually, that kind of, you know, kind of makes me actually want to see it, you know, what that was that about. Oh, you know, a little bestiality. Hey, why not? <laughs> my, I mean, my bad, dude. I'm, you know, I'm one of those guys that watches the, those disturbing movies that people tell you not to see. Like, I've seen Solo. I've seen Serbian films. So, like, I, I, I can't help it. Like, I'm drawn to watch that kind of stuff for some you reason. you seen Mr. Happy? Mr. Happy. <laughs> I don't know that one. Is it new? Uh, the guy Is that a who, Kung Pao spinoff? <laughs> no, the guy who got killed for taking it in the pooper from a horse. Ooh. Rearranges insides. Oh, oh. No, 
See, I don't, I don't, I don't watch real. I don't watch real snuff or anything <laughs> like that. I, 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 I like the inventiveness of film and the, how they're able to fake that stuff in movies like Serbian film and solo. Like, I ain't watching no real life. Like, guy getting real okay. hair. Like that. I, I, I need to qualify that. I'm not that twisted. Yeah, he, he likes fictional characters, not real people getting you know butt plugged. Well, I mean, and it's and it's like the 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 gags and like the way that they're able to fake it for film. It's interesting to find out that how people can do that. Into your like watching in real life, that's that's something that really happened. Like I I don't know, I can't bring myself to watch some real gore personally. You know, I just can't. Well, I actually grew up with Rotten dot com. And, oh god, yeah. yeah. That's probably why I can't deal with real gore. Because yeah, yeah, overdosed on it when I was a kid with that website. I got yeah. your book, beat. Uh, I used to watch, and I watched. Uh, you ever seen Faces of Death? Huh? Yeah, but those that's videos. Fake. The, no, that's fake. But I, yeah, I know. No. I've seen <laughs> a guy. Literally, have watched a guy get his head sawed off with a uh, hunting knife. It's like okay, there's 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 a lot of stuff on here, and uh, okay, let's just there anything funny, and then you see the guy put uh, the jar, glass jar, in his anus, and well, the problem is it breaks. And it's like okay, oh. I'm done. I'm done with this. No. Oh, I could have done without seeing that actually, or knowing that actually yeah. happened to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, my my anus hurts and bleeds for him. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, that's thick. Where's some Taco Bell? Where's some eating Taco Bell? No, hey, that's blasphemous. You leave the room right now, young man. <laughs> Don't you dare blaspheme on uh, my Taco Bell. That's that's Holy Land. Chalice Taco Bell. By the way, world's natural laxative, the bean burrito. If you're a little stuffed and you can't go to the bathroom, go to Taco Bell. Make it a run for the border. Order a bean burrito. Trust me, within 30 minutes, you're going to be in the uh, all night long. Like the song. All night. It's great. But you know, there's a joke for that. For every restaurant there is. Which one? It really doesn't. You know, we should have a reality TV show. Fast foods and see which one really does make you, uh, Turn the side out the quickest. I, I nominate I, I doc, I nominate Taco Bell. That's what I'm saying. There's a, tie, <laughs> there's a tie for me between McDonald's and Taco Bell. Like both of those, and I, I, it's not just the bean burrito. Like for Jackal, for me, like basically anything from Taco Bell, and uh, yeah, I'm. Because there's I, the, the Arby's bleeding anus jokes out there. It's like, well, every restaurant has a reputation for for that. Like yeah, but, but the Taco Bell one is actually true, though. The Taco Bell one is actually true. That that will make you go to the bathroom ASAP. I think what it is, it's not even like the the food itself, even though it's mostly nasty stuff. Uh, it's the uh, the sauces they put in there. Uh, some people's stomach uh, can't deal with those kind of sauces because they, you know, they all have different. It's the same stuff as you know, lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, and meat. Right. And a hard shell or a soft shell, depending. It's all the same stuff, but the sauce is what makes it different. And they have a lot of secrecy in their sauces. And I think, Johnny, that, that might be what's happening to you. Some of the sauce might, you know, not really, uh, you know, sit well with you, so to say. Uh, what does it for me, I think, is the uh, extra, uh, you know, 
pink fat that they use in the uh, in their in their beans uh, for the uh, bean burrito. So whenever I have a bean burrito, next thing you know, I'm uh, I'm in the bathroom What's and I'm like, cool? and I'm like, oh man, that's just that. What is that? Ah, <laughs> oh, and then it just comes out, and it, it's usually great. I mean, even those days that I'm just a little stuffed, it's just it's fantastic. So it's, it's a literally a record scratcher type of thing. Like you just you hear the scratching, you hear the, the this. You know when you like you hit the brakes. And, and you're like going 45, <laughs> you hit the brakes, and you just slam them down, and you, ah! That's what happens to me after I eat Taco Bell, I, and, I, and I hit the bathroom, like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> See, me, no, I don't, I don't have that experience at all. I mean, I, maybe it's because I grew up uh, with the sauce, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know, but my dad always liked uh, hot sauce. My dad's from... Uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, you know, my people are West Indies. Uh, and then we, hot sauce, hot sauce was a, was a guaranteed around the house and Taco Bell was nothing. Oh, no, no, I love yeah, some hot sauce. Know. Don't get me wrong. I love hot sauce. In fact, my favorite is, my favorite is Tapatio hot sauce, by the way. Tapatio. That was my father's yes. favorite as well. Yeah, there you go. Chalula for me. Like oh, that's Chalula. good stuff, too. That's good stuff, yeah. And I grew up, I grew up on, on real Mexican food, so, like, that's why I'm so hard on Taco Bell, because, like, I miss the real thing. Like, where I'm in the Midwest, I can't yep. find a real burrito to save my life. Even even at the places like Chipotle and Cadoba they have here, it's just such a sad imitation. It makes, you know, I feel like the, the sad clown when I go to one of those places <laughs> and, like, see the tinfoil and think I'm actually going to eat a burrito, and it's just not... You, well, you, hey, you come to Europe. Oil carne asada. Come to Europe, you'll miss even that because there's there's no Taco Bell, there's nothing. Uh, every once in a blue moon, if you go to a mall, you might find the place that sells quote unquote Mexican uh, Mexican food, and it's just that's even sadder. <laughs> I'm having to teach them actually how what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> I, I couldn't live in a country without a Taco Bell. I'm sorry that just it doesn't compute to me. Okay. If this world one day said all the Taco Bells are closing, and I'd be like, all right, I'm getting the gun now and I'm aiming it at my head. Gone. Well, and see, I didn't think about that before I moved here, but uh, yeah, there's no GMO here, so you can't have Taco Bell. Uh, Taco Bell refuses to give it up. There's no, why there's no WalMarts here. Uh, Walmart has their biggest contracts with people in the GMO industry. Oh yeah, yeah. So, God bless the GMO. <laughs> yeah, you know how you really are. <laughs> you're gonna move from America and you need a Taco Bell. Like, there's, I think you can only go to Australia and Japan. Those are the only places I think that have them. Makes sense. <laughs> in Japan, they're big on Mexican food. <laughs> Well, see, that's why the, the change in, um, the, in, speaking of movies, uh, Demolition Man, they're like, Taco Bell, what's Taco Bell? No, it, in later versions, it got changed to Pizza Hut because no one in Europe knew what a Taco Bell was. Ah, makes sense. Everybody knows Pizza Hut. They're everywhere. Yeah. Pizza and, and Domino's everywhere. Actually, we just got a Domino's here. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Now that's a topic for an entire show. Like, what's your favorite pizza joint? Taco Bell. I mean, you know they have the Mexican pizza, but it's not really a pizza joint. 
uh, or Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars. Like, which which is your favorite, guys? Oh, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, see, I was going to say, depending on where I am, if I'm in Texas, I got to go with Papa John's. If I'm in mm. Chicago, uh, I, I got to get, you know, a, a mom and pop uh, place going on. Uh, here, pizza is done right here in Europe, of course. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's awesome. Uh, the pizza here, I, I can't describe it to you. It, it's phenomenal. Uh, you don't get this thick brick of bread underneath. It's very, mm. very thin slice of, of bread. And you've got a, a, a lake of cheese. Everything is drowning in cheese. It, it, it's just like real pizza. It's like cartoony pizza, like you see on the Ninja Turtles. It's like, ah, pizza doesn't look like that. Yeah, it does. Near it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've been to pizza joints here in, in Florida and South Beach that have that, that kind of style pizza. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, I love me some thin crust. So that sounds like my jam right there. Like nice kind of cracker thin crust on the bottom. Yeah, it's good stuff. I too. I, I'm into uh, the Jesus Pizza, which is Little Caesars, and uh, it's five bucks a box, so it's right up my uh, cheap alley. Uh, hot and ready, can't beat that. And it's pizza, pizza. You know, it's Little Caesars. It's uh, the son of uh, Julius Caesar on the box, so he's a little small guy. He looks a lot like Seth Weiler, um, a old co-host on Skywatchers Radio. Shout out to him. Uh, they, they look a lot alike. It's creepy. Usually the slot where we have the Redfield Hardcore Radio Show, because this is also the Republic Broadcasting Network here. We are simulcasting. And just to let the people know who are usually listening to the slots know, yes, we are simulcasting the roundtable. This is going to be a usual event, a normal event, uh, that's going to be done here on Thursdays. So get used to hearing, well... We have Angel, Angel, Espino, and, uh, the jackal. we have the jackal. Oh, oh <laughs> the jackal. <laughs> Myself, of course, and, uh, our friend here, which you were just about to ask a, a question about. Well, let's go ahead and have him introduce himself because everybody knows you and everybody knows me. So let's let him uh, talk. This is the way everybody knows your name. Like, cheers. Go ahead, Johnny. Um, I'm Johnny, and um, I'm a nerd. I love nerd stuff. And, um, yeah. I, and he's not I an alcoholic. Find, I usually find, like, the <laughs> odd stories. But first off, I, this morning, Jackal sent me something that's just insane. It blew my mind. Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? The Ezra Miller clip? Like, yes. What was that even about? I I don't I didn't even recognize the kid. Like, is he in a cult or something? Like, did you guys Dude, see that? That blew my mind. I was like, he, you know, like I don't want to get graphic. Uh, even though you're from uh, a podcast uh, it, uh, that has graphic vandalism as a title, uh, but uh, shout outs to that podcast because I love that video cast you do. Uh, but dude, he went graphic on that woman like. I hate to use the term, he choked the sister, or choked the lady, or choked that B, you know, B, not B Arthur, but he literally <laughs> grabs this woman and he chokes her, slams her to the ground, and I'm like, first of all, you, the, your social distancing is way off, bro, you're not supposed to touch people like that, and slam them to the ground, that's just not cool. 
But Ezra Miller is the guy playing Flash in the DCEU. And uh, that's a big deal because it's domestic violence of some sort. Uh, he literally puts his hands on a woman and grabs her by the neck, chokes her, and slams her to the ground. I mean, normally that would sound like a good time. Not on this video. Well, because the thing starts off, it almost seems like it's like a goofball friendly thing because the way he kind of comes up and goes like, oh, you want to fight? You know, he sounds like he's got a playful tone in his voice and he's dressed so goddamn goofy. So you think you're watching a gag and the next thing you know, yeah, he's got her by the neck and he's got her up against this sign and then he just spins around and drops her and you're just like, the damn hell are you doing, kid? See, what? People say people say that because they, the way he's dressed, but that's how he normally dresses. It's not really goofy for him. People just don't know him that well. He's a weird dude in real life. Like, remember, he's one of these uh, gender neutral, not hey. so specific, you know, whatever. He's the alphabet person. Like, you like to call them the alphabet people? I'm friends with tons of them. None of them dress like one of the Beatles while no, they're no, no. On, on the worst acid trip possible, like he looks, man. <laughs> no, but he goes extra mile alphabet. Person. He's like past a Z into like a different uh, like language on another planet. That's, that's, like, he's really out there. When it comes to like, if you hear him in interviews, that dude is just bizarre. Like that's why when he got cast as Flash, I was like, "Huh? That's just that this you know mix right." He's a weird, weird dude. Like in every interview I've ever seen Ezra Miller, and I'm like, "Is he even normal?" It doesn't compute. Well, Via, well, the you Flash, know what that is? Flash, like really. Oh, I, I know the original Flash. Wasn't he like a really horny guy? Always got something perverted to say? No, he's more like a comedy uh, kind of goofball type of guy. Like, he's always kind of funny. Um, so that's the second Flash incarnation. Yeah, Wally West was kind of the more was the more raunchy one. Right. Barry Allen is like the, more, the more traditional Flash. That's one where almost everybody knows because of the TV show. And the original show that came out in the 90s was Barry Allen also. And uh, that's kind of like the one they, they promote the most for live action, for whatever reason. They just did Wally West on the Flash TV show, you know, this incarnation. But uh, no, you haven't really seen Wally West done properly on screen. In fact, if I, if I was to cast a Wally West, like, based on the comics, uh, I would have gotten like, somewhere like Ryan Reynolds before he did Deadpool. I mean, he like his yeah, type of humor... That, and in fact, I say that, not that I'm original or great casting director, uh, he actually, before Deadpool or Green Lantern, he was gonna play Wally West in the Flash movie. A lot of people don't know that. It was gonna be directed by Kevin Smith of Clerks. That's right. Yeah. And that fell through, and his compensation for not being able to do Flash was the Green Lantern. And we all know how that ended up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and everybody keeps talking about Keanu Reeves. Uh, bring him into the MCU. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves. And they want to bring him in as Doctor Doom. Let's talk about that. I'm going to be very upset if he ends up being Doctor Doom. Uh, there's no bigger fan of Doctor Doom than me, and he just doesn't fit. In my book. He no. doesn't fit. No, he doesn't fit Doctor Doom. But I love Keanu Reeves. He's one of my favorite actors. I love the John oh, yeah. Wick movies. He's a great actor. Um, I've been a fan of his since you know Bill and Ted. I'm not even gonna lie. I love Speed, Bill and Ted, the first Matrix. I think it's one of the greatest films ever made. Second and third, not so good. 
Um, I see him, you know, a lot of his movies, and he's a, a really good actor. He's very well ranged in comedy, action, just a little bit about everything. He's a real martial artist, by the way. He really knows how to kick butt. But yeah, I just I I can't see him as Doctor Doom. That's a well, weird. He's- well, he's really made a name for himself with his expressive face. His characters are always very expressive. So thinking of him as a character that has to be vocally imposing and everything's told through a mask and through um, vocal, he kind of doesn't have the voice to try to pull off it. You need to have like a deep thundering Correct. voice, I think, to be and to have Ted being like, hey, don't do that or I'll blow up your planet. That's like, why I think I, Christian I Bale would have been better. Keanu, like... Think about Christian Bale as Doctor Doom. As long mm. as he doesn't do the Batman voice, because people wouldn't be able to understand him. He'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> "Fantastic Four, the moon." That wouldn't work. But he's actually going to be in the Marvel Universe. By the way, he's he, Christian Bale. Also, uh, it's uh, signed. But they haven't released the character he's going to play yet, which is going to be weird because you're like, hey, it's Bruce Wayne Batman. Wait, no, he's playing something else. The the character, I think there's a couple of characters that he's rumored uh, for. The one I really would like to see him play is Adam Warlock because I think that would be a brilliant character for him to play. And it's, you know, a, a character which is not like Batman, but is, you know, a very anti-hero type of character. But... Uh, I think he could really chew up that character and make it like unique from the comics to live action. And we've seen uh, like a like a sighting of Adam Warlock in uh, one of the the uh, movies. Guardians uh, two. Guardians two, yeah. At the end with uh, the Collector. Uh, there's uh, uh, there's a little guard, you know stuff in there. Go ahead. Looking at looking at how the characters drawn though throughout the years, there's only one actor I can really see playing Adam Warlock, and that's Matt McConaughey. I mean, like, like, look at John yep. Adam the Warlock and tell me that, like, all right, all right, all right, let's fly through space and kick some alien ass. That's that's only person I can see actually really playing Adam <laughs> Warlock. Like, yeah, but Christian that, Bale. You, like, well, face wise, yeah, they're, they're not too scary, bad though. You know what I mean? Because he's an intense guy. He's really creepy and intense. So but the I problem is, him play yeah, Kendo but the problem or something like that. But does what have they been casting like actors based on like what the comics you know really are, are like you know they, for whatever reason Hollywood likes to like cast a little bit off the comic uh, and and not so much looking like the comic and then they transform the actor you know make him fit more uh, that's, and then Christian Bale is one of these actors that can fit any character because he like literally becomes that character he's he's very much uh, what's the other term there Johnny. Um, uh, a metaphor actor, like you. Oh, a method actor. He's a method, method actor. actor. Yeah, he's a, not a method. Method actor. <laughs> oh, maybe he's a method. I don't know. He's in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, you never you know, know these Hollywood days. Guys are doing. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, look at uh, you know, the, the long list of people that have died young on drugs in Hollywood. So you never know. Uh, but, uh, he's a very method actor, so he can really, like, slip into any character and become that role. And a character like that, that he really has to, like, transform, I think that's why it's right up his alley, because he really would become that character. He, in a, in a lot of ways, it's perfect that he played Batman, because the other person that I could really, like, see in Hollywood's last 30 years who was like that, was Val Kilmer, who played Batman also. Uh, Val Kilmer totally would transform, look what he did with the doors. 
I mean, for a lot of people, they're like, yeah, that's Jim Morrison. No, dude, that, that's Val oh, Kilmer. Val Kilmer's health, it's, he's not doing so good right now, is he? No, he's been yeah, back he, for the last 10 years, yeah. Sad. Uh, he's supposedly in recovery, but, like, dude, he's he's so skinny, and um, his face, like, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's not doing too well, which kind of bums me out because I was really kind of hoping they'd get to do a Willow, too, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it, at least not with Mad Marty getting it, and what would be the no. point then? No, it's going to be done. Uh, they already, um, Ron Howard already has the like the movie in uh, pre-production. Uh, it's going to get done. I think the the story is going to be Little Willow again. Uh, the the baby's all grown up, and uh, there's a son supposedly of uh, Mr. Martigan who's going to join the cast, and that's a little surprise uh, rumor that's uh, been popping up from uh, my neck of the woods and people that I know. Uh, but no, that movie is definitely going to happen eventually. Uh, again, you know, the, the scourge that's facing the planet at the moment, the invisible enemy that's uh, keeping us uh, locked in, it's keeping Hollywood locked out, and they uh, unfortunately have frozen a lot of projects. Uh, that's one that's kind of like in limbo because of that, but uh, because he did Solo, which bombed, but he yeah. still did it, uh, the studio, the uh, the initial agreement was, okay, you do Solo for us, it's, you know, a rush, project but you do that for us we'll let you do willow too which ron howard's been wanting to do for 20 years now and uh so now he's finally going to get to do it so willow 2 will happen within the next five years god willing we're all alive yeah okay okay i I must be the odd one out here am i the only one that does not want to see a willow 2 happen I would say so, I guess, because yeah. I'm, I I really like Willow. Like I've loved it since I was a kid. Sure, it, it hasn't aged perfectly, but um, it's one of those ones that I can still get the nostalgic feel for because I sure. uh, I got my nerd, my and they too. didn't they didn't really make too many fantasy films when I was a kid. So the, the ones like that, like Beastmaster and Lady Hawk and Willow, the few that we had, they're they're very special to me still personally. You know what I mean? Nowadays the kids get Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and shit yearly, but oops, stuff yearly. But um, when I was a kid, you know, we were lucky to get something like Lady Hawk or Willow every five, seven years. Well, yep. yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm very nostalgic, like uh, uh, Crow, for example. Or, uh, oh, you hit me in the heart, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the stuff. Do I want to see a remake? I think because uh, Hollywood has a track record of just destroying everything they try to remake. It's because they don't know how to cast, and they they go with the first script that comes their way, though usually it's pretty bad. See, that's what happened with the the, the third, fourth, fifth, tenth Crow movie, uh, all the way down. How long many sequels they ended up making? But it was, it was just all terrible because they got watered down. They were rush jobs. They didn't count anything. They just put it together and said, "Okay, go for it." Um, they had a TV show which was kind of okay, but it, it still missed the mark. Uh, actually, I do like a lot of the elements of the City of Angels, uh, the sequel. Um, Vincent Perez, who played the crow in that, I thought was great as a replacement. There was initial issues I had with the script where you know, it went, which I thought was kind of silly, but the Sarah character I thought was really well done. Uh, he, 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 was, he said crawl. He said, said crawl. crawl. <laughs> oh, I thought he meant crow. <laughs> The fantasy oh. movie where the guy had like the the throwing star and Liam Neeson Never was in mind. there when he was young, like he had young ass Liam Neeson up in there. 
<laughs> See, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking of an actual good movie like The Crow with Brandon Lee. <laughs> well, no, 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 hey, watch what you say that about a crow, movie. all right? Yeah, yeah, like that's a real movie with the, with a real actor who knew martial arts. Like that's you know Brandon Lee. Come on, guys. Well, nobody was supposed to know martial arts in Kroll. It was about a bunch of guys that rode horses, and one guy had like a throwing star thing that was badass. But it, it always helps to know martial arts. That's all I'm saying. Because I have martial yeah, well, arts background. Well, it makes sense if well, there was like okay. at least a ninja on the team, but there was no there was no need for martial artists. It was like a kind of like a more ah, like European but you had a but you had a ninja. Go ahead, V. <laughs> well, okay, I know my audience is confused as hell right now. Guys, we got to keep it lighthearted sometimes. We're going to make you laugh on the show. We're going to make you cry. We're going to make you happy, and we're going to uh, really piss you guys off at some point. I know when we have Joe on the show, um, we're going to talk about Trump a lot, and there's, there's going to be some Trump debates. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not just going to be all movie nerd stuff, but right now we're just... Using it in with a little lubrication and yes. try to give some people some laughs. And uh, I'm not quite sure how the commercial breaking will work. I think we just have a station ID at the top of the hour, and other than that, I think we'll just let it go. Uh, if you wouldn't, if you don't mind, Angel. Not, no, no, no problem. Jackal, dude. Jackal. Jackal. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, and, and for no, those listening on here. Oh no, for those who are listening on, on PSN, he's like, why does he keep calling him Angel? Because on this show, like, everybody calls me Jackal, so anybody who listens is gonna be like, what? Angel's my real name. I, it, you know, people know me as Angel, and I'm both. So, hi everybody. Well, we have to go into that really quickly. Um, your audience already knows, but, you know, you're asking me all about how do I come up with the Red Pill Hardcore, but what, how'd you come up with the Jackal? Well, what's up with that? Well, you have a minute? Yeah. Because <laughs> it takes about a minute. Okay. And I'm going to tell you about my sex life. That takes about 30 seconds. Uh, no, this is a full minute long explanation. 15 seconds longer than the actual sex life. The, well, you, you, have to, you have to have some foreplay, dude. You have foreplay is a few seconds in there. <laughs> Play with my chest, girl. Uh, no. Uh, the, actually, it's it's... Not really a funny story. It's kind of like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, so if you're into a little drama with your, your comedy, then this is going to be a little bit of a twist. Um, I got that name in the 90s, and back then I was a DJ for a rap group, and uh, I, you know, I was doing a little emceeing and stuff, and I was playing sports, and I was working at a movie theater at the time called AMC Theaters. Shout out to them. And uh, I loved that job. I had that job for years. I worked there for like five years, all the way through the re-release of Star Wars in 97. And then after the re-release came out, I, I was like, okay, I can quit now because I've seen Star Wars, the three, in theaters. I'm good. And uh, and after that, I kind of just like went my way. But um, the time I was there, I had a really good friend of mine. His uh, name was Esteban, who was uh, one of the supervisors. And uh, me and him used to always kick it. We always, you know, hung around and stuff. And I was just a regular ticket cutter. And uh, he was always promoting me to the manager. So oh, you should make Angel a, a supervisor. And uh, he's really, you know, he does a good job. And it's not, he's been here for a couple of years. So eventually I became a red jacket, which is a supervisor, thanks to him. He got promoted to manager at another theater. He left with his then wife, who he just had married. He was a little bit older than I was. And um, they had a kid, 
and uh, so he moved uh, to Tampa from uh, Miami, and uh, he started working there. And then a few months later, I hear from his wife that he was passing away of brain cancer, and um, he's gone now. He passed away about four or five months after that. And uh, the reason I bring that up is because when we were working together in the theater, the movie The Jackal with Bruce Willis was coming out. And at that time, I was reading a book about the Jackal, about the real-life Carlos Jackal. And my best friend at the time was named Carlos Delgado, not the baseball player. Just coincidentally, his name was Carlos Delgado. And uh, Carlos uh, was uh, producing music with me and helping me learn how to really master DJ work and and stuff. And uh, really was the first guy who said, this is what a, a musical chord looks like, you idiot. You're doing it wrong. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, he taught me, like, the basic production stuff. And the first time we recorded, it was thanks to him. And then we went to studios with other producers. But one day I'm, I'm just hanging out in the employee room reading the book about Carlos the Jackal. And Esteban walks in and he's like, man, you're really pumped up about that movie, The Jackal. And I'm like, yeah, man, I can't wait to see it. The book is great. I want to see what they did with the movie, this and that. Because I'm a lifelong movie buff. And he goes, you still doing music or are you going to get into movies? What are you going to do? And I'm like, no, I still, I'm doing the music stuff. He goes, when are you guys going to do a live show? And I'm like, actually, we have a live show coming up at a party in a couple of weeks, but I don't have like a DJ name or anything. And he's like, dude, DJ Jackal, just go with that. And I was like, that's not bad, DJ Jackal. Okay, I'll, I'll deal with that for now. And I started DJing as DJ Jackal, DJ The Jackal, you know, that kind of stuck for a little bit. And then when I went to see him the last couple of times before he passed away, when he was like really, really bad, um, I told him, look, man, you know, you kind of like christened me The Jackal, and it's been like that for a couple of years now. So I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to just, you know, that's going to be my name whenever I do anything entertainment-wise. That's my stage name. It'll be Angel, which, you know, obviously is my full name, but the Jack will be whatever I do uh, entertainment-wise as well. Uh, and he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, man, that's, you know, in honor to you. So if anybody ever asks me, like you did right now, Avi, you know, how'd you get that name? His name always comes up, and I keep him around and, and you know, in my heart because he was a really good friend of mine, and I knew him for years, and uh, was the reason I got that job. Uh, was the reason I really got into music because, you know, he like really pushed me to like, you know, do what I really wanted to do at the time and very supportive dude, you know, it's always upbeat. Uh, a, a lovely human being. I mean, his wife was, you know, a beautiful person also. His kid was a gorgeous baby. I haven't seen the kid in 20 plus years now, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, you know, just, uh, I missed the heck out of the guy who's a really, really good friend. So that's the story. I was, you know, given the name by a friend of mine who's no longer with us. And I, it kind of just stuck and I went with it, you know, the entire time. So hopefully, uh, there's not too many tears rolling down right now, people's, uh, faces out there. But that's a true story. That's well, I don't think anybody's trying because you didn't tell us your, your sex life. But, uh. Well, that would be a lot sadder. <laughs> yes. Good point. <laughs> Good job. I really, I wish I had a rim shot sound on my uh, keyboard here. That would be great. Because that's a total rim job. Good job. 
Well, hey, he got you, man. That was sick burn, man. <laughs> that's a Kelso kind of burn, by the way. That was good. Radio, you guys are lucky because there's not going to be any commercial breaks. For you guys listening on RBN, there are going to be commercial breaks, but we're going to go nonstop. So we don't have to stop. Oh, cool. Well, we had a, we do a, we do a break at the end of the hour also, and then, you know, we come back on the uh, second hour and uh, we continue. Oh, on. great. Yeah, okay. so we'll coordinate that, we'll coordinate all that better. This is our first simulcast, so usually the first one's always a tricky one, like my sex life. <laughs> the first one's we, like, am I, am I in the same uh, place as you, girl? Am I hitting the right spot? And she was like, just keep trying. I'm like, I, I am. I am, I am. <laughs> Sam, I am. And then I heard, wrong hole. And I'm like, oh no. But she did say, keep going. So that, that might have been a good thing. Oh, wow. And then she gave me the old face. Oh, yeah. I got the old face. Oh, oh, puppy. Oh, puppy. Well, she wasn't a Latina, but she was saying, oh, puppy, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put it this way. One night with me, she became bilingual. Oh, okay, well, I'm pretty sure she can't buy something. Well, you can't buy <laughs> yeah, me, sorry. love. Hey, you can rip away as long as... It's good, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, as, long as, you don't rip a, a, as long as you don't rip a wet one on me, you're good. <laughs> oh, 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 well, you know... <laughs> You know, you know, bye you know bye. what I'm talking about. Bye, you bye know. Jackal. <laughs> ah, well, okay. Well, you know, not everybody can have it as good as you, my man. <laughs> well, you know, hey, look, I, I, I'm a speed type of guy. You know, I've been called premature ejaculator in my whole life, and I, that's just vilification for no reason. You don't need to vilify me for that. I'm into speed, baby. <laughs> Well, what's your best time? You know, like, uh, what's your best time? A minute and a half, two minutes? I got that beat. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we're all trying to reach the same goal, right? Just don't, don't vilify me because I'm quicker. Uh, you got that beat. No, no pun intended, correct? <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> By the way, what's the best song of the 80s? Best song in the 80s. Best song oh, that came out in the 80s. Oh. By Michael Jackson. That's right. Just beat it. Wonder what he was talking about. Oh, man. Don't, don't, don't start there. <laughs> well, Gang violence, man. Of course. Great message, dude. That song, like, dude, don't, don't go get in a gang fight. Don't, if you got pent up aggression, just go home and beat it. You know, like, uh, it's a message anybody should stand behind. I mean, it, it, there's truth to words. I mean, I don't give Michael Jackson credit often, but that song, it has a message, and it's a good one. You know, like, it's one that more people should probably tell angry young men. Just go home and beat it. A message you can stand behind and probably reach around. <laughs> yes. Only if you're into helping, I guess. <laughs> the helping hand. I'm not, I'm not that down. Like, I'll just take care of my... My own load, but yeah, you want to help out some poor unfortunate soul, you go ahead and read around. V, that's, that's, that's on you, man. I'm good over here. 
<laughs> well, it wouldn't be on me. <laughs> well, that's a load off my mind. <laughs> Pick a target. Any target. See, this is where you keep it dirty and clean at the same time. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> you know you, you, you're backing into a corner there, you know. Keep I've heard that before, never from a guy, though. Never from a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just imagine if Sod was here. He, cut, he, he gets the really weird stuff, like dolphin yes. vaginas. And there was a whole episode where we talked about that nonstop because he had to bring it up. And yes. I still don't get the relevance of it, but it was... Probably the hardest I've ever laughed on this show. So it was yeah, if Sod was here, we'd be we'd be going next level, disturbing, funny, sexual stuff. Like he just has a knack for that. Because he used to do that cyber love talk show, I think, man. Because he's kind of, he's kind of a perv, I guess. Old <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a perv. Uh, I hope he's alive. Because if, if he if he's not, you know, that's gonna be sad. Because you know we haven't heard from him in a while. So. Hopefully he's still alive and, and uh, you know, he hears that and laughs with us one day. Well, Zod Ryder, I haven't met you yet, but I, I hope to meet you soon. Sound like a good guy. Oh, he's the broker of peace. He's, yes. he's He is the most mellow, chill guy. Like, you'll fight with him. I'll fight the hell with him on Twitter. I get on the phone with him, and he's just like, hey, what's up, Johnny? How's it yeah, going? And yeah. He's got this just positive, happy voice all the time. He's an amazing dude, good friend. I mean, there's been moments, and I'm not even kidding, where I've been like, I'm going to strangle this person, not him, but like another person. I'm like, dude, they did this, this, and he's like, come on, Jackal, just calm down. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and then like two minutes in, I'm like, I'm the most mellow person. I'm like, I'm ready to meditate, Zod. I'm, I'm, it's, it's better than smoking a, like a pound of weed. You don't need, you, you know, drugs. You have Zod Rider, broker of peace, man. He brings peace between people. Races of aliens, humans, doesn't matter where you're from, illegals, legals, uh, he'll make peace between everybody. Except for the guy in New York that goes to the library a lot, Johnny, you know what I'm talking about. There's no peace over there, that's a different story. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I actually almost mentioned him a minute ago about the whole <laughs> Jack, he remember he used to call you Jack Hole? Like that yes. was some kind of a... With, 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 with I was, was trying my best not to go there. So somebody ever well, did. Yeah, no, he like, dude, um, Angel. I mean, Jackal has had some of the world. Jackal, dude, I, Jackal. Yeah, <laughs> had some of the world's most cringiest, but at the same time, hilarious trolls come after him. And yeah, like this dude would swear that like he was saying the most like evil thing he could by calling him the Jack Hole, and I'm just like. You mean you need to work on your clapback game, kid? You really do. Like that's that's not hard at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. In in fact, the next uh, episode next week here on the roundtable, we're going to meet another new member of the, of the show who's not here this week, but he's going to start joining us. Uh, he, he's legendary, Johnny and the V. Uh, his name is uh, Mr. E, and he was from. Mm-hmm. And now, if you don't know who Mr. E is, he is one of the original people that I got into, like, online beef with over a decade ago. And it was legendary. I mean, this is iconic beef. People's families were involved. Uh, homes were disturbed. Oh, wow. Online reputations ruined and crushed. Marriages ended. I'm not even kidding because of this beef. 
Uh, people split up. People almost went to prison because of this beef. And then me and Mr. E from Strange uh, Visitors, uh, we became really good friends <laughs> after all that. So go figure. And uh, he's going to be joining us here on the uh, on the round table as uh, one of the uh, you know. Not, I don't want to say a main host, but he'll be on uh, periodically uh, joining us because uh, he's also a very busy dude. But uh, you know, he's uh, he has a lovely family, and uh, he's out in Portland, Oregon. So we're spread all over the place on the show. Is he one of them conspiracy guys like you? Is he so, that makes sense up in Oregon? They they love that stuff there. Oh yeah, they love the uh, UFO stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do. It, he is a conspiracy nut like I like I am, but he loves the comic book gaming stuff. In fact, no joke, you know, I, I, I'm all about humor and I I love a good joke, you know, and, and I'll say that about other people and I'll make fun of people, but I make fun of myself more than anything else. And uh, I love to laugh at stuff that you know, when that's when you rip on me, I don't get mad. And I'm that rare. Like me and Joe E. Shout out to Joe. Uh we can go back and forth about Trump and get like rip on me all he wants. Uh, I never get mad at any of this stuff because I've I've been doing this for a long time and I've been ripped by the best. So when you try to like come at me with something, I usually laugh at it. To me, that's good humor anyway. And uh, he's come up with some doozies. This guy, when we're in the middle of our beef, did some of the funniest YouTube stuff I've ever seen. He made an entire cartoon. I'm talking about a full-length cartoon of me. And he called it the Jackal's uh, Troll Basement or something like that. <laughs> and it was, and it was an exaggerated version of me. I'm a little bit chubby, and uh, this is a little bit chubbier, with a huge like uh, like Middle Eastern, uh, you know, Gaddafi type beard type of thing going on, and it was just absolutely hysterical, and and it was funny because it was, it was motivating to me to like you know make a video, and I was like, I gotta get back at him, but how do I top that? And then we started really going back and forth, and. Uh, it, like I said, it led to some of the most hilarious content you're ever going to see on on YouTube, and uh, but he he's not like one of these mentally like challenged individuals who just that uh, has an OCD and will never stop. Like he is, you know, very stable. He's just very funny uh, when it comes to like comedy, and uh, he's a musician like I was. So we we've bonded over music and comedy and stuff now over the last few years, and. Uh, I, I look forward to having him on. He's a good voice, a good dude. So uh, he's going to be probably on next week uh, with us. He's buying I think, a new headset, and uh, he's going to be joining us on the roundtable, uh, which is going to be really cool. I mean, I, I would did, love uh, having him on. Did he name himself after the DC comic character, Mr. E, Mr. Eternity? Did uh, you know? No, no, I don't think so. I think it, the huh. E was because his middle initial is E, and... Um, the uh, the show that he was on was called Mister E's Strange Visitors, and it was uh, all about having yeah, it was all about having uh, you know folks within ufology, the paranormal, and stuff like that. Like yeah. we have Mister V over here. The well, speaking hardcore. of Mister E, we have another E. We got Joe E here. Oh, is he on the line with us? Joe, are you there? How you doing, man? Rip away, Joe oh, E. I, I just How you feeling, of- bro? I just get off a live stream with um, uh, Tom and John. Jaffe and yeah, uh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, it was about uh, 
androids and cinema and shit like that. You know, it was like. Oh, uh, we were talking yeah. about pooping and uh, and about your health not being so oh, good. Uh, How are you feeling, uh, brother? How you doing? Um, I'm so so. You know, I'm, uh, oh god. So I'm just like I'm trying to I'm trying to keep something down right now. So I'm not in such great. Well, you sound you sound a million times better than you sounded last time. Which uh, for the folks listening out there, they might be like, "Oh, damn, that bad? That was that bad?" Yeah, well, I I had to I had to double up on everything I'm taking, and it's like, you know, I, I when well, somebody you know, tells I'm, you that their legs feel like linguini, that's pretty bad. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I've had to crawl to the bathroom a few times, and uh, it sounds I, like you got chump fever. No, I got have uh, uh, malignant neoplasm masses in my digestive tract, my small intestine, right where the small intestine meets the large intestine, right there. You know, he lost his large intestine in Nam, and he was not even in the no, world. I don't, no, I don't know how that no. happened. It just, I'm too young for you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know how it happened, but I lost uh, my intestines in the Nam. <laughs> but you're 30. How did that happen? Well, uh, it was a, a hooker from Nam, and I was with her, and the next thing I know, I wake up and my intestines are gone. Oh, oh. that's how that happened. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What the fuck is wow. Five dollar. Five dollar, such a boy. Five dollar, such a boy. No, I, uh, no, I, I, I missed that. I actually, I won the lottery. I was going to take a semester off and, and travel around and stuff. And I won, I, I came in third in the lottery. They did it by birthday that year. All right. And, um, it was, I just turned 18, you know, and, um, you have to get, you have to register for the draft back then. You had to register for the draft when you're 17. Well, and, not, are, are we talking about the Holy Crusades or Vietnam? Because you, you know, Vietnam, Vietnam, oh, okay. Vietnam. Okay, yeah, not that old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, uh, what do you call? So they did it by lottery by birthday. All right. Yeah. My birthday was third on the list. So uh, I. I, I Instead of taking instead of taking a semester off, I went to college, and you know I, I was I was early anyway, so that's why I wanted to take a semester off, and um, you know this way I could ease into it, you know, um, and um, and then war ended, and I was already in college, so I I just shot straight. So hold on, are you telling us you're a, a draft? Dodger? So we just admitted to one. Yeah, yeah, it puts you in a, if you, uh, what do you call it? It puts you, it puts you right there and hit the head with Trump, huh? The guy you keep hating and the draft Dodger. Go figure. I, I hate, I hate him. The, the uh, kettle calling the pot yeah. black again, huh? You know, yeah, I see. Listen, man, I wouldn't. I see I, how that works. Yeah, he left a, he left a wreath at the, uh, at the, uh, at the. Gotcha. Memorial for, memorial for the, for the, uh, for, for God. Bone spur, you know. Well, n- n- <laughs> next time, next time you you mention that about him, I'll be like, "But Joe, is in your name Betty because you also missed the dodge or the draft." Oh, you wait, a minute, it wait, like a wait, wait a minute! I had a region scholarship, okay. So I was I was in the in the H, the, what do you call the one H uh, category? As long the H one day, H one N one, the H one N one is that you're trying to get no, at? No. One, one A, it was a one H exemption. In other words, if you have like a, a if you're in the not, uh, 
at or above the 90th percentile, all right, in your state, you get, and, and you're enrolled in college full time, then you get an automatic exemption from the draft. You get that, you get pushed into the people with, you know, that are older and have yeah, kids and stuff. It's in the same category, but muscle. right? So I had to, I had to be enrolled in college, but muscle. right? So, you know, so I was, it screwed me up because it was going to take the semester off. It's like, you know, I had already, already had college credits from high school. And to your... I didn't have to go to my last year of high school. I went, to, I had to go to two classes and they got college credits for them. So I w- walked in there with six credits. All right. About 30, six, man. No, six, 12 credits. What am I talking about? 12 credits. About 30, right. man. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah, twelve credits. So I walked into college with twelve credits, and they uh, they took me, and um, uh, I got every class I wanted except one. And um, you know, so I just stayed there and I didn't have to. Uh, I had to get my physical though, you know, in case the war escalated. I had to go to Whitehall Street. That was a pisser. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That whole story really? was a pisser. Guys. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I passed physical. Yeah. You know? was, was that the last time you ever passed a physical in your life? Because now it, no, there's no, no way you no. I'm okay. just hoping you'll be able to pass your stones. That, that's all I'm worried about. You yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the, they. All I know is they're gonna. I'm gonna be knocked out. Okay. And I was supposed to go in on the twentieth, and I'm pissed off because they closed the fucking the fucking event. Well, what's your what's your language? What's well, I'm language sorry, are you streaming? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, we're, 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 we're live. Yeah. We're, we're live. Yeah. yeah by the by the way, Joe, just remember, Joe, it's it's okay to be pissed off. Just it's not cool don't to be get pissed, pissed on. on. Yes, don't get, don't get pissed on. I understand. Yes, okay. okay. I'll let you yeah. into that kind of thing. That's different. Yeah. Out a boy. Um. Anyway, so that's that's the deal. They they decided to close it four days before I'm, I'm going in, right? They decided they're going to close the place, right? And all they had to do is give me a shot of milk of amnesia, you know, and uh, the stuff that Michael Jackson uh, overdosed on, you know. Purple knocks fall. you out. You boom. Yeah, yeah, purple knock, yeah. knocks you out completely. Yep. And, you know, two hours later, you wake up and then they, you know, they hook you up to a, to a bag of chemo and you go back the next week, you get another bag of chemo and that's it. You're done. You know, you know Joe, you know, it's funny you bring that up because, you know, I had my leg surgery in December and uh, yeah. when they tried to numb it, they couldn't numb it after like four shots. That was one of the yeah. things they brought up. They were like, well, we can give you some propofol and uh, you'll fall right asleep. And I'm like, yeah. uh, do I look like Michael Jackson? Shimone! I took the well, pain, girl. Take the Keep it in the closet. Man. I don't want that, no. Every single time, and what do you call it? It's got such a low, there's no after effects. There's nothing at all. It doesn't do anything to your memory. It doesn't do anything when you sleep. Right? Especially if you, you don't, don't wake up. No, no, no. <laughs> one, out, one out of a billion people don't wake up. One of them turned out to be the king. One of them turned out to be the king of pop. It's not going to bother you. But one of them turned out to be the king of pop. I mean, if it could happen to Michael. Oh yeah, he he had handfuls of it though. He was he wasn't like taking it. He was. He was. Michael Jackson was one of a billion, wasn't he? 
No, he was mixing it in milk. He was mixing 50 milligram bottles of milk to go to sleep at night. That's crazy. It's nuts. Only if you're not used to doing that on a daily basis. Then it's just routine. Right. You don't do that. <laughs> you don't even take sleeping pills all the time. For price. I, you know what I'm saying, right? You don't overdo anything that much, all right? Everything in moderation. Like I took the wrong week. Exactly. <laughs> you do, you're going to do something. You do it in moderation, all right? I wouldn't even know where to get this, though. I'm sure he hired a doctor to give it to him or whatever, but... Yeah, you know. Dr. Murray, the one who killed him. <laughs> you yeah. remember, he, uh, he went to prison shortly after. I did not, I, I, I don't know the history behind it. All I know is that's, that's what, but he was, he was using it like really often. Alright? So, um, you know, uh, if I use it once every two years and it's under doctor's supervision and I'm getting oxygen and there's resuscitation equipment in there and all that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. It, Give me that. I don't want to remember anything going down my throat or up my ass. Well, excuse me, but that's the death. <laughs> you do, right? you're, you're, let's just say butt muscle on that one. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. an ass. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, and your glorious muscles. They, they hunt these things down. And it's <laughs> <laughs> they cook, they cook the uh, blood vessel that's, that's feeding it. You know, they're like real yeah. flat, uh, Neoplasm. Neoplasm. It's like it's a slow-growing, you know, uh, malignancy, and it's it's not a, you know, it's not. uh, It can kill you after a while, but I've probably had this for a while, and you know. um, Makes your exciting radio. I'll tell you that much. Our ratings just took a dip. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, look, guys. Nothing kills radio like. Yeah, I know. An old guy complaining about the stuff going up there and down there. Anyway, well, yeah. But, you know, uh, at least we don't have the visuals, you know. We could always God have that little camera no, you don't going up that. there. Oh, yeah. man, that would be terrible. Thank God oh, for that. Uh, <laughs> I got some cool eyes if you guys want to see those. No, no, no. No, thanks. These, these things uh, look like, man, they look like zits, I'm telling you. Oh, they look like zits. It's amazing. You know, they look just like zits. You know, you know I haven't zits. had, I didn't eat dinner tonight. I don't think I'm going to eat anything after either. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you ruined my <laughs> appetite there, Joe. I ruined the Taco Bell for you, Angel. Yes, no bean burrito for me tonight. Sorry. I'm so sorry, man. See, you, what Joe did there, guys, this is what we call it broadcasting. We call that going full circle. We went right back to the Taco Bell. See how that works? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good job, there, Joe. You're you're a professional. Um, I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> and to your um, anyway, that's the deal. But and, um, so I so when you when you guys call, I don't know, you called somebody called. I was on uh, Galactic Perspectives uh, with Tom and uh, Jaffe and. Uh, well, you know, all these other people and people are calling in. He's got, they're on Zoom, so they have some, some way of hooking up a phone number to it. You know, people were calling in and we were answering questions about, you know, um, uh, oh, this island Earth. I was goofing on it, you know, and, uh, that it was just, you know, that they had the top science. Did you guys, any of you guys see that movie? This island Which Earth? One? 
No, I saw it's one of the, the I saw the Wandering Earth, which was actually really good. It's from China, and uh, it's about them having to move the Earth away from the sun because the sun is uh, getting too hot, and they figured a way of doing uh, the actual moving away from the sun by a few like feet. It wasn't like anything drastic, but enough that it would you know help with the overall warming of the planet. And wasn't it wasn't it Japanese like from the from the mid fifties? No, no, this is actually recent. In fact, uh, yeah. it's one, yeah, it's one of the, the highest grossing movies. I'm not, and I'm not even kidding. Probably the number one movie of all time is in China. It's, it's a huge blockbuster over there. Came out a year or two ago, the, the Wandering Earth. Check to that. It was actually a, a, for being a Chinese movie, speaking of China. It's actually China, really good. China. China. It has to have three syllables, like Trump. Trump makes it sound. China. 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 And he says it with such visceral hatred to China. No, that, that's because because he's, thinking, well, he's thinking about women when he says it. Oh. <laughs> no, that's Mike Pence he's talking about. Yes. Mike Pence can't wear the gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, he's had something in the wrong place. Oh, come on. Come you on. Make up lies. Yeah, See, right. that's part of the, what Nancy Pelosi calls the wrap-up smear. <laughs> I don't care what Nancy Pelosi does, as long as she keeps Trump's testicles in, in her purse. Oh, she, she's uh, going to get hers cut off pretty soon. Uh, they're yeah. going to cut her testicles off pretty soon from uh, from all the rooms. But it's not into it's nasty Nancy and her dentures, Pelosi. Because uh, if not, I'm going to have nightmares all night long. I don't want to talk about that. Wicked Witch of the West. And it's funny because she's in San Francisco. She's literally in the West. Yeah, well, you know, at least her dentures don't fall out when she's reading from a teleprompter. Yes. <laughs> I want to announce real quick, uh, speaking of West and uh, people from the West, uh, somebody who's joining the network here real soon uh, on his own show back, and uh, Johnny knows what I'm talking about. Our good friend, the Compassionate Wolf, who's listening in uh, to us now, and uh, he's uh, going to be coming back on Saturdays early in the, in the daytime with Compassionate Wolf Radio, and uh, he's a very cool dude, and he's very compassionate. Legit? What's up, yeah. Oscar? Uh, yeah, Oscar, no. man, we miss <laughs> you, man. I haven't seen you since I got kicked off of Facebook. I hope you're doing yeah. good, buddy. Uh, he's uh, going to be uh, joining us uh, periodically also from time to time here on the uh on the show, but the the Wolfman himself is going to be back on PSN Radio, which is really exciting. And uh, Jackal and the Wolf—that's so cool, man. No, uh, he's he, no—he does his own show. I, I don't have to have produce. He, he self-produces, and uh, he's really good at it. He has a huge following. He he actually is a uh, by day he's a photographer for a lot of movies and films, and and he does a lot of different stuff in the entertainment business. And by night he was doing a podcast for a long time, and uh, now. Like the rest of us, he has a lot more time on his hands than he did before. So he's uh, doing a show uh, and he's bringing it back and uh, working around that schedule when he gets back to his regular business. Uh, but I can't wait to have him back on the network. He's a really, really cool dude. So we're going to have him back on. And uh, we have a, a show coming up with Sonia. Uh, who's going to start this week. And uh, she is an amazing lady. And uh, I don't want to give too much of that away because we're still kind of uh, putting our show together. But she'll be on with us in the uh, very near future. Uh, as part of the uh, network establishment here on PSN. So, shout-outs to both of them. 
Well, you know, something I want to talk about here that uh, was just, you know, talked right over. Uh, Johnny, you got kicked off of Facebook. I want to talk about that. What happened? I was offensive. (laughs) Oh, give me a break. Um, I used to get into fights with Christians all the time, pissed Uh them right off. So they would report me for anything. My last one, I kid you not, I quoted the movie Role Models. I told my friend, if you're white, then you're Ben Affleck. That was the last straw. They booted me for that. I'm like, how is that? I just cocksuck. It's all the time. And, and <laughs> I, 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 have, I have 86 accounts, though. Use one of my accounts. It's a sock puppet. I don't care. I'll give you a password, access, go on there, use whatever you want. Say whatever you want. If you get kicked off, I'll give you another one. That's fine. I went over. I went over to Twitter, and I'm happier there. Once I learned how to like learn how to talk in like a hundred words or less, or however it is. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm happier over there. I used to I used to fight all the time on Facebook. I would ask ask Jackal, and I was I was a lot meaner to people when I was on Facebook. And now that I'm Twitter, I'm actually like it's supposed to be like the more aggressive and angrier site. But I'm actually more chill on there and have a better time and and more relaxed. Because well, you, you admitting- because you were talking to the, the, the you're talking to Zod Rider for all these years now and he has smuggled you out. Broker of peace. Go ahead, V. Well are you admitting <laughs> to being a cyber bully on Facebook? <laughs> no, not really. Ah. No, I, I would I would fight with other people and um usually I was outnumbered, so I wouldn't say I was oh, okay. cyber bullying. I but just you, I, you didn't hold I, back. I just you don't give up. Yeah, he was being bullied, and he was like, I'm too tough to get bullied, man. I fight back. I wouldn't say anybody was bullying. I just said <laughs> that, um, you know how Facebook is. It only takes a little bit until they start cussing at me, and then I start cussing back. And, um, you know, then they start throwing yep. personal stuff. And then I start, that's when I start blocking, when they start trying to, and it's just, it's just stupid. Like, I know that it's dumb now, but. Uh, at the time, it was actually kind of fun, you know what I mean? And I was a little pissed when I got kicked off. But um, I don't know, since then, I've really grown my YouTube channel. I got my other comic book podcast going. So um, all in all, it was for the best that Jesse Eisenberg booted me from, from Facebook. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Do we Facebook. take a break or something? <laughs> that, that's, that's where... That's where... Where rational thought goes to die is Facebook, and, and put it off of there. Here, here's something. You had a fight with the Christian sending this. I'll give it to you right now. Boom. There you go. Okay. Hey, hey, hey Jackal. <laughs> uh, look in the chat. Okay. Mister's talking to you. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I was uh, taking a bull hit here. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's a, it, yeah. Actually, uh, we're about to do that in, in about two seconds. Uh, we're, we're about to uh, go on break. I was going to announce it, but I was literally in the middle of, uh, bowl. Guys, we'll be right back on PSN radio and of course RBN and, uh, stick around. We have uh, another extra hour here on the show and, uh, V, you want to take us out on your end over there? Uh, you know, I think you did a great job. We are going to come back for the second hour, just like you said, and we can get a little bit raunchier on this last hour so don't be afraid guys if you're loving the show uh i think we could take callers i don't know do you do callers on the show 
Of course, anybody who wants to join in, PSN Radio, you can look it up on Skype. If you want to call in through a regular landline or cell phone, it's 786-245-8127. That'll get you right into us. Hopefully, Skype will cooperate. That's the only roadblock. Sometimes Skype is like a little iffy with phone numbers and people on Skype. Uh, but if you want to call in through there, you can. Again, it's 786-245-8127. Or you could Skype right in with uh, PSN Radio. Yeah, Skype. Just look it up. Uh, we're all live right now, so if you uh, join in, you'll be live with the rest of us. Uh, guys, we're going to go on break. When we come back, we'll have the second part of the show. And maybe we'll get uh, another voice on the round table. Stick around. All right, everybody. We're back on live on the round table show right here. The third and final hour of the Malarkey hours, we like to call it, because everything is uncut and there is no malarkey. That's my new favorite word. I'm not even kidding. Uh, I, I, you know, that's the one uh, redeeming thing about this whole Biden running for president. He gave me a new word to make fun of. See, I malarkey. wish he would have said poppycock. I like poppycock a lot better. Like a <laughs> yes, word that's another cool word. That yes. That's a bunch of poppycock. <laughs> that would be, be great if we were just saying that the entire show. Well, Johnny I'm Alpha. I've been saying yeah. Larky ever since Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's show. <laughs> there, there you go. I, I think that's where uh, you know Big Brother Biden got it from because he wanted to sound hip and cool. He's like, "Oh, that Chappelle. He's a funny guy, and he speaks so well, and he uses words like malarkey." Yeah, <laughs> those are my old timey wine me words. I'm going to use it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell stories about kids hopping on my lap because I love when kids oh, hop on yeah. my lap and oh. play with my blonde hairs. My oh boy! Oh. <laughs> you're reading too much into Biden. Seriously, you're reading way too much. He's an old-timey politician. Just like you pick up. So I was there with the, I was there with this guy named Corn Pop. And Corn Pop was telling me a bunch of malarkey about these kids wanted to touch my legs and they wanted to play with their hairs. What's the what was oh. the Corn Pop all about? What was that about? Old man Corn Pop, like oh, weird. He's not Aqualung, God's sakes, he's not Aqualung. He's not a <laughs> you know a, a senile old pervert. Okay, have you yeah. seen him on video the last few months? He was brought up that way. That's the way he got to into be, politics. To be semi-retarded, babies. Come on. No, no. He was, was on the Jethro Tull reference, though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jethro Tull reference. Yeah. Start away uneasy. No, but like, was he brought up to be semi-retarded? Have you seen him in interviews? He's like, he's, he's not all there. Like, yeah, he's this... right there with like Mike Pence. I'd say he, he's a good vice no. president. Look, I, I, you know, no, 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 no. I'm not talking right about like when he was vice president. Is, Johnny, Johnny, a... Johnny, Johnny. Watch his videos the last like eight months. Okay, like his actual. Not when he was vice president. He was much more alert oh, in the world. Know, I don't yeah. want to go here with you, man. But I, I will. I, let me just say this. He is a very poor candidate for president. Uh, that, that's no, what I'm besides that, I'm not even talking about his presidency candidacy. I'm talking about his actual mind state. 
he's losing, like, literally, like, he, he, he mistakes, like, the locations he's in. He actually, at one point, in one of the, uh, the, the, like, the rallies, he started, like, he turned his back to the crowd, and he started talking to the wall, and he thought the camera was by the wall, facing him. And there was no camera there, and he's talking to it like there's a camera there. And people are like, Joe, uh, turn around, Joe. And then he finally figures it out, and he's talking to the wrong thing. Like, he's lost. He mistook his sister for his wife in another rally. And he's like, oh, they switched on me. There was no switching. They're like, like, he's gone. Like, mentally, he's like, he's checked out. Like, there's, like, he's loopy. It's weird. And it's sad, because at one point, he was, you know, at least funny. Like, he, like, and he was sane. Like, like, who's running the ship if he was the presidency? Because it's not him. As long as I don't have to watch him on television every day, or wonder if he what he did overnight, you know. <laughs> it's or, scary. You know, I I just don't care. I you know he can sit in there and sleep for the next eight years. I don't care. But, yeah, but that's not good for the <laughs> I'm country. So tired of Adolf Twitter hands. All right. No, I, no, we had we had that for eight we had that for eight years before. Trump. Okay. I'm just, we have Twitter hacks for you. I like, so I like Mango Mussolini personally. That that that's that's what <laughs> <laughs> the Mango Menace. Yeah, that's something out of a comic. That's yeah, I know. Stuff. When did America become racist against orange people? You know, Gosh. do you remember Orange is the New Black? Hello. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah, funny. Replaced Obama. I don't. I don't think that's what they had in mind when they said. Oh, to tell you the truth, black. I think I think Jersey Shore had a lot to do with Americans becoming racist against Orange people. Like the Jersey Shore, real, that show really helped with that. Were they even human on that show? <laughs> they were orange. Yeah. That's all I remember. <laughs> Was that even orange? And they were like a weird shade. New Jersey to Central Queens, they're all like that. Believe me. Okay, Staten Island. Northern New Jersey and and, <laughs> and and not Brooklyn but Queens, all right? Not Manhattan, but they, they you know they're bodybuilders and 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 they spray paint them, you know they spray paint the tans on and uh, you know they're all about you know uh, who can push you know, who can shove uh, who can yell a lattice that kind of stuff, you know and they will say anything to get their way. They they just you know and Trump comes from the same. Yeah, breathe. Yes. Oddly enough, you seem to know a whole lot about this uh, this thing and uh, shoving and uh, the pushing. Well, those are his fuels. As Bill Cosby would say, as Bill Cosby would say, as Bill Cosby would say, the shoving and the pudding and the pop and the Camille. Well, guys, we have a caller. Let's go ahead and get this caller on. Go ahead. I believe we have Melvin. Mel, is that you? Caller? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know I was a caller. I was just, yeah, I just wanted to chime in on what they were saying about the uh, orange people. Oh, the pudding pop? never met one <laughs> on the Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. the guys. Yeah, I'm originally from New York City, and um, well, Jersey is Condolences. What's going on over there? It's terrible. Yeah, I hate to travel, too. But yeah, you know, I'm talking about you guys got a Bloomberg and uh, you got Cuomo. That's horrible. How can you deal with those two idiots? I don't know. I don't know. How do you do it over there? Condolences. Bloomberg, New Jersey? Yeah, uh, you, you, 
you told over it. He, Bloomberg, Cuomo, you know, all the guys up there. It's just like condolences. Are you talking about politicians? North- okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, no, this, guy, this guy's just talking about the orange people from New Jersey, Jack. Like, he ain't trying to get into... Um, New Jersey? I have French friends up there. Uh, oh, okay. It's not like it used to be back in the day. Uh, East Orange is like a war zone. <laughs> like Lebanon. You got some of the people that live there. But, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you see, uh, you get a car back boring, and you want to put your kids down and throw yourself on top of them, not knowing if, yeah, not knowing if there's gunshots uh, coming through the windows. But uh, no, I, I just thought I was uh, on the show tonight. I didn't know I was just chiming in. Oh, um, no, this is the um, the Thursday show. I, I I did let everyone know. Everyone got the memo uh, that this is the roundtable show. My secretary not was the regular show. Because of the TV 19, uh, my secretary didn't make it in, so I didn't get the memo. Uh, <laughs> she's got a stack. She's got a stack on her desk. She's got a stack of memos on her desk, and I'm like, you know, she's going to have to Dude, hire for something. That's why we have computers and cell phones now. Like, you know, old tiny paper memos. Uh, it's time to get with the uh, technologies. <laughs> Just well, avoid know, the five G. Technology. Since you say technology, I've gotten more paper since the onset of technology than before the computer age. I get more mailings, papers, this, that, even the little receipts when I go to the ATM machine. All this paper is more. It's generated more trees have died because of technology than has been saved. Because no, you're not reading, you're not reading the ATM right. Because the ATM will ask you, "Do you want a paper or do you want us to just email you?" I just click email. Cause... Paper or plastic? Paper or plastic? Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. uh, they say black people uh, recycle plastic bags more than anybody on the planet. You know, we save those plastic bags. We use, recycle, put trash in them. Whatever we have, to yes, them, we use them again and again and again. Those grocery yep. bags. But oh, no, if they if, if they stop letting us use grocery bags, let me tell you, my that's gonna put a real, a real dent in like how I throw away my trash because that's I even I stock up on those and I use them for trash and then I, you know, it saves me a whole lot of they're money. Outlawing, they're, oh, yeah. they're outlawing the one use bags, one one use bags because there's there's so much plastic in the ocean. Yeah, a floating continent of of plastic out there. And when the marine life gets in, 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 in snangled or snarled and that sort of, I mean, they, they're under the water, fish and whatever else is in the ocean, you know. But every once in a while, like the whales or whatever, the dolphins, whatever ones come up for air or come up to the surface more often, get entangled in that sort of stuff. And, um, I mean, they have a lot of uh, initiatives that uh, are trying to clear that. But, uh, you know, mankind has been more detrimental to the planet than anything other than a meteor hitting it, but uh, you know we've 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 done out we've we've definitely left our excuse me our, our imprint on the planet. But uh, last night I called in and I shouted out a friend of mine, so uh, Katie Rivers, and you know she's she was an actress back in her youth, like twenty years ago, ten years ago. She's young; she's only like twenty six. But um, she came back when I was a kid four years ago. The message. She came from England, and now she's stuck here because of travel restrictions. And, and I said erroneously that, you know, she's, like, in a villa somewhere, you know, isolated and, like, uh, cowering under her, bre- her bed 
basically that's how I made it sound, but that wasn't the case. She's not like that. She's she's a um very dynamic individual and uh you know, she's just you know, being safe, like so many Americans are. We're try- we're all trying to be safe. And uh I just wanted to correct that uh if I gave the wrong impression that she was uh somehow uh like Rapunzel in her uh, tower, you know, like Rapunzel okay, well. to let down your hair. You oh, they were saying in appearance. Well, these women nowadays, they have so much conditioning in their hair. The guy tries to yeah. climb up, they he slip right off of the off of the locks. It's you're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. I'll just say, Melvin, I'm going to kick you off the air if you don't come up with a joke. All right, I'll talk to you another time. I just want to get that shut out for my Bef- friend Katie. Before you leave, though, I do have a question for you. Uh, since you opened Jersey, uh, is it true or not true that, you know, the, the Jersey Shore is very accurate to a, a huge part of the population up there? Well, it's, it's accurate to a huge part of the population of Brooklyn, New York. True with that. Those guys up yeah. there, yeah, those guys up there and there, uh, the girls on the bridge just before, uh, Brooklyn goes into uh, Staten Island. Yo, Billy! Yo, yep. Billy! No, yeah. Just look right like that. Just yeah. like that. Just He's like right. Really He's sure. right. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah, I was at Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn there, uh, my, my final year in the military. And I, um, you know, I processed out of the military out of Fort Hamilton. Well, you have to go to New Jersey, New York area troops. You have to go out of Fort Dix, New Jersey and, uh, transition out. Uh, so is that who Trump thinks he is with this orange stuff going on? No. Is that who I think Trump. You, you say what orange, he looks like. I think Trump. I don't know. He looks like an orange guy. No, and I think I, I, I think what Trump has. Nothing what Trump actually has in, in this part. This part of uh, he health this issue is. He has this aura about him, like oh, Trump. No, Trump. Ha- Trump is suffering <laughs> from uh, there's a disease um, which uh, he I think he has. Uh, Joe, calm down. I know you want to say something really nasty, but it's it, it's something that uh, afflicted uh, John Kennedy also, which uh, he had an orange complexion also. Um, oh, Kennedy guys like nothing like Trump. If you're trying to compare Trump to Kennedy, my friend, you need some new spectacles. I think they need to upgrade your yes. uh, your, your Trump has a spray-on tan, dude. He can wear a spray-on tan. There's nothing wrong with it. He, went to he wears one. Kennedy went to Harvard. Trump didn't want to go to Harvard. I'm not disparage our. My it's called kid. Addison disease, uh, which makes your skin orangey. And I, I'm dead serious. I think that's what Trump has. And he's just have said, skin, I would think they ain't got something wrong with them. I'd be keeping that, feet, no, 12 feet away from them. There, that is a, that yeah. is an actual okay, illness. Okay, called, okay. That's an actual illness. Away from somebody who look orange. Let's get <laughs> okay. a fucked up tan. <laughs> oh, now one at a time, guys, because everybody, everybody's, everybody's trying to be awful here, and I'm sticking to the, I'm, I'm sticking to the that I think he might have Addison's disease. That's all I'm saying. I do. No, no, no. Okay, I do. listen, you yeah. don't get tan lines around your eyes by having. Okay, no, hold on. You uh-huh. get tan lines around your eyes by having uh, some sort of disease. Look at his eyes. Right. Let me see the green goggle. He doesn't have, first of all, he doesn't have tan lines on all his, actually, that's not true. He doesn't have, hold on, that's not true. That, that's, that's not true. He doesn't have, he doesn't have the tan line uh, most of the time. In fact, 
people with Addison's disease have that condition. Sometimes <laughs> I just thought they changed it a little bit. In fact, John Kennedy had the same thing. And I can show you images. I shouldn't be making light of it. You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize for all the victims of Addison's disease in America. But right now we're talking about twelve people and the COVID-19. <laughs> he does not have. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I can no, show you a picture right now of John Kennedy. That, hold on. Legit, hold on, hold on, guys, hold on. No jokes aside, hold on, hold on, hold on. no jokes aside. I can show you guys a picture right now of John Kennedy that had Addison's disease. It's confirmed, and his eyes are identical to John to uh, Trump's. So you're telling me that because he has a little bit of a tan line in his eyes, you call it a tan Not line. Not a little bit. No, a huge. No, no. Like, exactly the, exactly the same way Trump. You're the expert on Addison's disease here. Does Addison's disease no. cause, cause mental disturbances? I, 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 I heard that actually uh, for the huh? first time when, when I had Bill Burns. He's, uh, he's the expert on John Kennedy, him and uh, Robert Morningstar. And uh, it was confirmed uh, by the autopsy of John Kennedy that he had Addison's disease. Uh, and I'm telling you. I'm asking if you a straight question, man. You never asked anything straight in your life, Joe. Be quiet. You never asked anything straight. mental aberration. What? Are you mentally are you mentally disturbed? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're mentally disturbed. No, Addison's disease does affect. Doesn't it affect your central nervous system? No, it 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 affects your your skin, your melatonin level. It affects just really respiratory a little bit, but it's mostly skin and melatonin. That's really what it is. In fact, I'm sure I picture John Kennedy in the chat here. Look, this, uh, you can't see it, caller, uh, but the guys in the chat can see the John Kennedy picture I shared. Look at his eyes. Same thing Trump does, or has. Uh, I'm telling you, that this, this, this is kind of stuff with, some, with celebrities. The uh, wisest president we've had. I mean, you know, Obama had the PhDs, and, you know, he's a doctor of this. His wife is a lawyer of that. But Trump's a smart, in and, and, and an everyday guy kind of way, smart. You I know, like this guy. No, he's like like guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's why. But that's why he won the presidency because he speaks like a, like the regular guy. He's not gonna be up there like a robot, like uh, you know, reading the the, the teleprompter perfectly, like you know, like a robot, like Obama or uh, you know. Yeah, he's not gonna give. He's a regular guy. Trump is gonna yeah. say, "Well, fuck the speech. I'm gonna say it this way." Uh, right. Uh, uh, I, I talked to someone who uh, said that the commission that they were working on was um, right. One layer beneath the White House, which they didn't have direct contact with the president, but uh, but she did say that when when they do put things before him, he looks at it as a uh, you know like from a businessman's uh, point of view. Now he knows he's the president of the United States, most powerful country on earth. So, but he still he looks at it like a business guy. Then he looks at it like from his own perspective, not from what the polls say. Or not from what his advisors tell him to say. None of that. He comes right with it straight. So I got to give him his props for that. But he, like, but he does he take advice from every, but he takes advice from all those around him, and he, and he incorporates their ideas, which they've all said. We didn't think he was he like that. But into it. He, well, yeah. not not early Trump, later Trump, mid Trump has incorporated some of the advice they give him, but early Trump. Oh, hell no. He was like, oh, I don't want to hear that. I'm going to play golf. When I get back, I'll just do the TV show, and I'll just take the way I feel about it. Even if he's <laughs> no tele- 
I'm not looking at the teleprompter. Just take that thing away. It's just distracting me. Yeah. He's just going to cover that with it. Yeah, that's when he was doing, that's when he was running for the election in 2015, 2016. Like, he was, he even said, he was like, ah, oh, I forget teleprompters. You, you, you people like me more because I, yeah, I'm me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you think he's changed that much from 16 to now? Four years? Mm, I think he's, he's still the same guy. Trump yeah. And the, uh, you're fired Trump. Different from the 2020 Trump. Definitely. Because now he's the president of the United States most powerful country in the world. So he definitely has to have a different mindset. He's got, definitely got to be full of himself. I would be. If I went from where the fuck I'm at now to be president of the United States, you know how full of myself I would be? So, I mean, but he's he was already a billionaire, but wasn't he the most bankrupt uh, billionaire in history? Didn't he file bankruptcy and lose it and gain it and lose it and gain it? I, exactly. I a guy exactly. Exactly. Like He's no, no, he, he no, he lost him right, once. Hold on, gain a million, lose a billion, gain a billion. You know, I'd rather see the guy do that than just the people that's sitting on, you know, right. a, a mattress full of hundred dollar bills. Melvin, thank no. you. I want, I want, I want to thank you for calling in, Melvin. Thank you very yep. much. No, I, I tend to be a yeah, distracting. Melvin, you're awesome, man. Lo- love having you on. Uh, that was uh, great. Uh, but no, he, he didn't lose and gain and lose. What happened was he, he lost his initial, uh, business, uh, and he went broke. And then he came back and then he wrote a brilliant book called The Art of the Comeback. And, uh, if you ever want to know how he did it, <laughs> read that book. Joe, you laugh at everything that's Trump related. So your, your input is non-input of, that's the word? Non-important? Not important. It's not Putin. Because well, you love your Putin. I was going to something when you said that. I just had a laugh. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm kind of want to tag team with with Joe tonight because you know I've, I've been with you a lot with with, with this Trump thing, but I, I want to tag team with Joe tonight. So let's talk about the businesses that failed. Let's talk about some of these genius ideas he's had, like buying a bottled water company, not knowing anything about it, and just putting his face on it and jacking up the price. Hey, it worked for 50 Cent. It worked for 50 Cent and vitamin water. So he took a gamble, and he didn't come up with the bottled water. See, that's where this is a misconception. Trump has had over 500 different related businesses. Some of them are his personal ones. Some of them are not. The ones that have gone belly up are the ones that really are not his that he started, but he put his stamp on and other people had businesses going, which is similar to what 50's done with vitamin water. 50 wasn't there in the laboratory saying one day like, uh, yeah, and we to come up with like a soft drink because, you know, people in the concerts, man, they need like some vitamins. So what do you think? And then everyone was like, chicka chicka slim shady. Born like Jane Brady. We're going to have some vitamin E so we can continue the, the shmi. It wasn't like that. That didn't happen. And, 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 you know, they approached him. They sold him on vitamin water. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll put my stamp on that. And they gave him the triple X as kind of like, like the 50 cent brand. Uh, that's, a, that's how it happened with Trump. Now, out of 500 plus businesses, this is a really cool meme that it points us out. Out of 590-something businesses, which he's been registered as a trademark or that he's owned, four have a, a, a gone belly up. One was a, got, was a, uh, a hotel 
which it didn't really go belly up, but he put in chapter 11, and he kept it, and that's what helped him rebuild his wealth. And then he started, you know, going to the casinos again and stuff. He had a casino which he had a partnership ownership and he had a stamp on, but it wasn't a one that he originally owned by himself. The ones that he put later on, those were the ones that he owned by himself, and he made his wealth and he became a multi-billionaire again. So, yeah, you can kick a guy when he's down, but you know what? I, I rather applaud him when he gets his, you know, stuff off his bootstraps and makes several billion. And they, you know what, you know what he did? Joe, you know what he did? He came on, he said, you know, my enemy who's the president, I'm gonna take his job. And he kicked him out of the White House and he took his job. That's some G stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Made, they oh, made fun of him and he said, you know what, middle finger, I'm taking your job. And he did it. And he, what? He, he, he made money. Look. He, he's into real estate, right? He made his money by building up, building right. bu- building businesses, right? And, and he's always been able to come in on time. To it. You know, he's right. always been, you know, been doing. He, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm coming and scrambled. I'm on a satellite. You always go in a scramble, especially when you're just in right. trouble. You're a scrambled egg. But no, the, the one company that went belly up was a company he had his stamp on. It was the one that he created, and it was a construction company, which was uh, not for buildings. They were for uh, some other housing uh, complexes, which it was uh, a side company that he put he, uh, his stamp it, on. It wasn't the one business, though. Uh, he did the same thing right. with the airline. Just put his face on Thank it. Thank you. Correct. Thank you. But it, again, it, it's not his business. It wasn't uh, his business. Again, those are the four. How do you the... possibly lose money on a casino? I could give you a casino. Right? It happens, Joe. It was bad economic time and a bad area. And stay there and eat there, all right, and not gamble. And in a year, you could pay me back to the casino and double your money, all right? Joe, where was possibly... that? But where was the casino located? Nobody Hold on. can lose money on a casino. You'd have That's to, not you'd true. Have to get out of your way. And, and then he goes, but Joe, you're, you're, you're blaming that, you're blaming Hold on, Joe, but see, hold on, Joe, shut up for a second, Joe. Be quiet for a second. Hold on. Be quiet. Okay, we don't, we don't need to yell over each other. Just shut the hell up for one second. Jesus, age Christ. Hell, Mary, brother of grace. Listen, first, it was not his casino. Second, he wasn't there 24 hours a day running it. Third, he had mismanagement in that casino. Fourth, you're completely off your rocker. Fifth, uh, he's not responsible for everything that happens every single day in every single place. When you have 500 plus businesses, guess what? A few of them are going to go belly up. He has a 90 plus percent success rate. Joe, you're living in a place where you can't afford to go to the bathroom. So you're the last person that should be dissing a guy who's a billionaire president. Okay, he has some perspective in life. He's you know, done pretty damn well, and you're insulting about a casino, a casino that he didn't fully own. Billions of dollars, but his, his net worth is his net is two or three billion, Joe. Around, you're fired. Yes. So. <laughs> and his net worth Thank is over you. three billion, Joe. That's his net worth and assets is worth like five, six, eight billion. That's, you know, you don't need to see his tax returns. You know why he doesn't want to, you, 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 want to, you know why he doesn't want to put his tax returns out there? Because it's nobody's business. He's a billionaire. 
I don't care how he made his billions. I care how he runs the country. I didn't care how Bill Clinton got off with the insurance. I cared how he ran the country. That's all he cared about. Word salad coming out of his mouth every time he goes on. Oh, calm down. Yeah, he's still mad because of some organ from 1985. You have no argument. Your, your arguments are weak and lame like your legs, man. You, you have no arguments at all. None. Zilch. Okay. They're like Linguini you said the other day. My stomach is, but my legs ain't. Okay. Well, no, you said, you said more like lasagna when it came to the stomach. You said Linguini for the legs, lasagna for the stomach, and something about the poopy right. in the platter. Enough, enough, for now. Let's get that Trump. Okay, no, no more Trump bashing. Let's try. And okay. you're kissing a billionaire president. What does that say about you? Yeah, yeah, help together and run. What do you get yourself together? Listen, listen, what do you get yourself together? What do you get yourself together and run for president and beat him? I could trace the IP addresses. I used to do forensic analysis of computer data. You can trace it. Joe, what you need to do is get yourself together and run for president and beat him, and then you can talk. So, who do we want? Joe, who do we want in the president's seat? That somebody, is a, somebody that I don't have to turn the TV on and wonder what he No, did. no, 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 no. You That's can't watch TV as it right. is. What are you talking Name about? You don't watch TV real. as it is. Name somebody who's real and somebody who's running. Biden. Let Biden do it. The criminal. The guy who's been accused of rape since 1983. Like, dude, he's actually, and it's been proven there's an actual person willing to go to court that he, you know, assaulted and raped her. He's really creepy. He touches young girls. There's video and pictures of it proving it. Uh, he talks about all kind of creepy things, like little black kids hopping on his lap, uh, that he loved that. Uh, he likes when the little black kids, you know, go up to him and they start touching his yellow hairs on his legs. The guy's a freaking pedophile. Okay. And he's okay, a criminal. Okay. Hold, on. No, hold, on, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Not only that, his son made, hold on. Hold on, guys. Hold on. His son, his son made millions in illegal deals. Okay? His son made millions in illegal deals. We know that. The guy is a criminal. And every time he asks, and everybody tells him anything in public, he wants to take him out back and beat him up. That's your president candidate? Get that out of town, Joe. <laughs> listen, listen. That's malarkey at his finest. have power, when people come up in the ranks, more likely they've done some things. And according to people who have studied psychopaths and, and psychopathy, most men of power, you know, corporate execs, uh, you know, politicians, etc., you know, more likely I, there's a high percentage of them that have assaulted and raped or really have taken someone against their will to do something. The percentages are in the 90s for that. So to, to say creepy Joe Biden is doing that, that uh, that's sort of like par for the course. So Yeah, but it doesn't make that? it right. It doesn't make it right, and the whole other ask pick, right. not, just, not just a rape with a, uh, an adult woman, not just that, but the yeah. fact that he goes out publicly and says, yeah, these little black kids used to hop on my lap, and I loved them that did that. That just, you know, that kind of, like, it's creepy. 
and then say, eh, they used to play with the hairs on my legs. That's creepy. He's an old time politician. It doesn't matter. You say that, you say that because you love the guy and you want to see a criminal in the White House. That's why you say that. I'm part Italian and I never hopped on anybody's lap or played with the hairs on their legs and I didn't know. That is creepy. I didn't do that to people I knew either, by the way. But that is creepy. No, Joe. That's what a pedophile does, Joe. I don't I'm sorry to tell you that. I really don't. I, I, I do really think he's, he's, a, he's a pedophile, Joe. He is a pedophile, and you love him. You love pedophilia. Just a minute that you pedophiles are your thing. Just come on. You you want a pedophile? You want a pedophile in the White House? You must love him. No, I I, I find pedophiles disgusting. I have to. I so have what do you want, Joe Biden? What do you want, Joe Biden? He literally said, I like having kids on my lap. Okay, the government, the secret government wants to weather warfare, wants to hit Haiti again with another uh, economy devastating, uh, you know, weather warfare. And let's see how many Haitian children he rescues and, and has sitting on his lap. Um, they have a government in Haiti? When did that happen again? Oh, come on. <laughs> Hurricanes? Come on, man. You, you know they have a oh, delicious, uh, they have a delicious, uh, delicacy in Haiti. They, they have this thing, it's a, it's a, it's really nutritious. It's called dirt cookies. Made out of dirt. Yeah, uh, okay. Dirt I'm dead serious. Yeah, you've never heard of dirt cookies? No. They, this is a true story. I'm not even kidding, you guys. You're gonna tell me. Dirt nap, but you, not dirt cookies. Well, <laughs> after eating this, you might take a dirt nap, uh, Joe. Uh, literally, they they bring rocks and dirt from a part of Haiti, and they take it over to uh, this uh, other part where they they make that dirt. And I'm talking about like rocks and dirt, people. I'm not talking about like a metaphor for like you know flour. No, I'm talking about actual rocks and dirt, and they mix it with oil. And uh, they make cookies out of that, and the kids there love it. They're called mud cakes or dirt cookies, and they literally you see the kids eating dirt that looks like cookies. That's how bad Haiti is. And guess who's partly responsible for the overall atrocities going on in Haiti in the last ten years? Uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, ding ding, ding ding ding. ding, yeah. ding how ding, is she responsible, please? Oh, the Clinton Foundation. Funneled so much money to Haiti and kept all of it. Those ones to help the people there. They didn't How? help anybody. He was never prosecuted. There's no evidence. Of course, who? Who? Of course, who was the president? Obama, Hillary's friend, who was sold out to the Hillary campaign. <laughs> Biden was the vice president when all this was going down. Of course, they weren't uh, prosecuted because who was going to look? They were all getting paid, Joe. That's how that happened. They've been investigating Hillary Clinton now for a while. Every time there's an investigation, it's all by Democrats who love her, Joe. Like everyone who's come out and, and said, oh, Trump touched me. And then they investigate him. They're Hillary supporters and contribute to her campaign, Joe. And none of them have been legit, Joe. That's why none of them have actually gone to court, Joe. And that's why Trump is always like, yeah, it's all BS. Joe, like, uh, like the and storm lady, Dan what's her name? Women off. Da da Daniel, uh, Danny, Danielle Storm, whatever her name is, uh, Crystal, Daniel, whatever That's her name is. Stephanie Clifford, I did. Whatever her name is. Her lawyer, her lawyer, Mark Cuban came out. Uh, he's in prison. 
Joe because he's a criminal. So Stormy Daniels, there you go. Thank you, Petey. Uh, you know he's a criminal, and she was and she was said uh, nothing really happened. And if the worst you can say about Trump is that he banged a couple like porn stars in his day. That's pretty damn awesome. Actually, the worst thing, the worst thing that she said is that his dick looked like um, the little mushroom guy from Super Mario. That, still, it doesn't Mario. matter. <laughs> By the way, that's not true either. Yeah, but that's no, not. Yeah, that's the Mario the, Kart. Remember when Mario Kart was trending on Twitter? Oh, I love that. That was so. Yeah, but that was made up. She said yeah, that. that. She never said that. She, she never said that. It's that was funny, made up. But it's, it is funny, yeah. though. I did laugh at that. But still, she was said that we never really did anything, but, you know, he made a couple of advancements, but the lawyer made the rest up, and she went along with it. And, and Trump was like, I don't even remember this chick. Like, he has Yeti pubes and a mushroom dick. That's what they say, yeah. <laughs> but, again, the lawyer who brought up the case is imprisoned for fraud and lying, and he's a con artist. But everybody who was involved in the Hillary campaign uh, around the time that she was doing that to Haiti, were the people that were covering up for her. And Joe here doesn't like to admit look the at, facts. Look at how many people that were involved with Trump that are in jail right now, though. So, like, let's not, like, oh, because that's that's true. True. That's no, but, but, uh, hold on. Because, look, no, but, hold on, hold on, hold on. Name, name, name the people that are in jail now. And, and I tell you, the people that prosecuted him were, shown, um, yeah, because he was lied about, and they made and they forced oh, him to go to prison. And the, and, and the, the, the hold on, the judge was a Hillary supporter. Three that's been proven. Oh, the lawyers were all Hillary supporters. That's also proven. Right? Yeah, one yeah, of them actually, yeah, uh, hold on, hold on. One of the, one of them, uh, I think, even appeared well, during the, uh, in, the uh, inquiry. Can I, can I say something very diplomatic here? What? When, when you're at the very top. You're going to have, whether you're corrupt or not, you're going to have very corrupt people around you. That happens, yes. So, I mean, that really isn't so much the argument. But I want to step back here and ask Johnny, uh, did you hear anything about how Michelle uh, Michelle's dick looked like? Yes, because she is a man. <laughs> what did you remember? sideways. Well, Johnny is up on the uh, the, the penis uh, lore here, so I just I. Just oh no! I just, I just remember it was last year sometime. I was on Twitter and Mario Kart was trending, so I like looked it up and like I just it was hilarious to me. That's like one of those things that I'm never gonna forget. I'm gonna be sitting in my bed with Alzheimer's at like. Forty-five years old. Yeah, he's not. Like, he's not like the. He's not like. He's not like the fat guy in uh, Superbad who has a thing about penises. That's not him. <laughs> He's Johnny Alpha, not Johnny Hill. <laughs> oh wow! All right. <laughs> I was not expecting it, and it just—it was one of these things that just blew my mind when I read about it. Toadstool from Mario Kart with Yeti pubes, and I was just like, "Wow, that's that, that's, that's like a holographic, that's never yeah. going away." Ooh, that's tough. Well, did it anyone go- bother to see how his pounded anus looked like? Oh no! What? I, I, I thought he was supposed to be clean. Obama, <laughs> Obama nation. I don't, I don't think his ears were just there, just, just to be there. I think they were used, you know, in the way that a uh, girl has her pigtails used. Oh boy! 
I mean, it's now with the twenty foot pole. Yeah. Really odd. Jack, go back, go back to kissing Trump's ass, man. Please, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah, it, it's a whole lot better, isn't it, Johnny? Right. Ask for a little while, please, Jackal. Come on, man. I can't take this anymore. Oh, come, uh, come on. Come on. We had a trans first lady, and you guys are talking about we Trump. Did, we didn't have a trans testicle first lady. Come on. Yes. It, took, it cost, dude, it cost Joan Rivers her life because she outed her. Joan Rivers was dead like two days later. Yeah. Dead right. two days later. Facts. Yeah, facts. <laughs> she said, everybody knows Michelle's a man. Come on. Two days later, Joan River mysteriously dies while getting makeup put on her face. I don't know how it happened. She just died. Perfectly healthy. Just dropped dead. She's not a trans testicle. I'm sorry. She had trans testicle. Whatever yeah, they, they call it. They chopped them off her, Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe a liberal, off. but I'm not that much of a liberal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Joe, I have, a, I have a serious question for you, Joe. Serious question, and I want you to answer this, but don't take 45 minutes. We don't have that much time. All right. Okay. All right. Make it nice and snappy. Uh, are you okay with transgender people coming into classrooms of kids of elementary school level and reading to them with no underwear on? With no underwear on? No. Flashing. Okay. Now, I, I that happen? Thing, if they go in there, they should be respectful. They should identify themselves, who and what they are. And they should read the stories to the kids straight, like anybody else would. Okay? <laughs> that's funny. Saying and straight. that's fine. By <laughs> I have no problem with that. <laughs> as long as my kid is terrorized by it, then yeah, then I'm gonna I'm gonna have problems. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I live in one of the most liberal states on the planet. Here's Joe, the thing, Joe. They're not going to be straight about it, all right? No, that's the first thing. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's that, that's kind of bad wording <laughs> right there, Joe. Yeah. Like, I, I might say with uh, like, I gotta, tough. I gotta ask, like, um, bad, bad wearing, choice of words. No under- right. Are they wearing no underwear with pants on, or are they wearing a skirt? You need to set this question they're, up a little bit They're wearing better, a skirt. Because if they're just free balling in pants. I don't see what the problem is. But no, 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 a, a skirt. skirt. A skirt. There's footage and photographs of it. Now here's yeah, the thing. I, I, I'm a, should I, wear underwear if they're wearing a skirt, in my opinion. Here, unless here's it's the like thing. You're about uh, to get down on the get down. Correct. Here's the thing. I'm a very old school kind of guy when it comes to this kind of stuff, but at the same time, I'm, I'm very uh, open minded. I don't care if you're gay, straight, off of a person, transgender. You be whatever you want, dude. You know, I'm still. I just don't know you're a man, even though you want to be called. Leslie or whatever, but it doesn't matter. You're still a dude, whether you take it off and cut it. That's not going to change the fact that your chromosomes are what they are. Uh, but I'll be respectful. I'm not going to insult them. Well, but here's the thing. Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing. It, when it comes to when it comes to <laughs> elementary school kids, and I and I, I want to get serious for a second here. When it comes to elementary school kids. I don't want to see any person who's transgender in a school classroom teaching my kids about, oh, it's so great to cut your penis off and be a transgender person. No. I want them to learn about the birds and the beasts when they get slightly older. Like when they get into junior high or high school. That's when they need to start taking some education. They don't education. do that. Dude, these are elementary school kids. They should not not be in there, period, Joe. Joe, they should not be in there. Period. I don't want them in front of TV watching RuPaul. I don't want them in a classroom with uh, somebody's penis hanging right five feet from my son's face. I don't want that. Period. 
Joe, because you know what? Kids at that age are very tender, very mild, and they're like sponges. They pick up on everything. And the more you open up to like that pervert level of insanity, because it is crazy to want to chop your penis off, I almost said the D word, but if that is a level of insanity and it is a mutation of the brain, there has to be a, a sickness to it, I'm open-minded wow. and respectful, but that has no, to be a not. sickness, I'm respectful to them when they're in person, I'm not going to assault them when they're in person, but I will, my personal belief is that that has to be some kind of mental disorder, because normally the guy doesn't wake up and say, you know what, tell you I want to be a woman, I'm going to come a thing off, that's not normal behavior, now that's fine if you want to do it on your own, hey, be Lola all you want. But I don't want that in my children's face when they're in elementary school. That's not proper. That's not right. That's conditioning kids. And that's why now in the last 10 years, you have more and more kids like Jazz and all these kids who are coming out like saying, oh, yeah, we're transgender. And they're like three. Why? Because their mom and their daddy did very bad parenting and they let them watch RuPaul and all this other crap that's promoting that transgender movement on TV. And, and I'm not even kidding. Go case by case of all these kids that are not famous because the media is like propping them up. And the number one thing they always say, yeah, my mom used to let me watch RuPaul's show and Wendy Williams and Ellen and that's it. And these are little boys watching that stuff. And guess what? They're becoming transgender. Hey, 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 they're okay. being conditioned uh, two, two into it. Here. Two things here. Uh, right. One, I, I really like what uh, <laughs> the Jackal is saying here. That's uh, fact. L- listen, he's like Art Bell, but with a stance. That's what I'm loving about him. <laughs> and a little Second, bit of Phil Hendry, because I, I love Phil Hendry. Let's look at Macaulay Culkin. Right. What happened there? See? All these people around him influencing him. Well, he's, he's, mar- he's married, he's married, he has a woman. Look like a freak. You know, just, things that should, should not have happened to him. But no, but see, Macaulay Culkin happened to him was a drug circumstance. scene. Drug scene in the in the early nineties, uh, fame at too young of an age, and he was a part of the Hollywood's young crowd scene, which were all you know like having sex with each other and doing all kinds of things and doing all kinds of crazy drugs, and he and he wanted to get out of acting because it was too crazy, and he got really heavy into the drugs for a while, and uh, you know people are saying oh he's kind of a freak, but he's never had a boyfriend so he's had a girlfriend he. he He's married to a chick. Now, he dated, uh, maybe, uh, whatever her name is from the 70s show, uh, Myla Cucci, whatever her name is. I can't, I can mistake her all time. Um, okay. but yeah, the girl who's, the girl's married to, uh, Kutcher. Now, um, is it the, No, man, she was not on that 70s show, man, no. Uh, the, the other one, not the redhead, uh, Jesus, what's her name? Uh, oh. my, my, oh, my, huh? The one that was in Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> was she in that? Uh, the one that played Meg on Family Guy. Correct. That's Kushner's uh, wife now. And she dated, and, and she, I think she was married to Macaulay Culkin at one point. He's always been straight. In fact, 
he's been interviewed and he's even said that I've never got raped or I've never been with a dude. He's been interviewed. He's been on Joe Rogan's show. Watch him on Joe Rogan's show. He's the most down earth dude you're going to see on, on any on these shows. He kind of looks kind of like, like a little bit of a freak. He's into the punk rock scene. He's a, he was a heavy drug user. He was a DJ. So he dresses kind of funky, but he's actually a very cool dude. He does voiceover work for a lot of stuff now that he doesn't want to act yeah, normal. Yeah, like, I, I, I that's why I was wondering why you brought him up because the only time I've ever seen him kind of dress and look like what Jackal dislikes is when he did that movie Party Monster. When I saw yeah, him recently, yeah. if anything, he's kind of starting to look like that dude Bill Mosley who's in all those yes. zombie movies. He kind of looks like yep. more like a crazy <laughs> redneck than any kind yeah. of um, uh, like raver kid or LGBTQ person. Like I, I never kind of got that feeling at all from Macaulay. I always just thought he kind of looked... Like he was on smack, you know what I mean? Because he was for the long time. <laughs> and he he was asked. Uh, I mean, point blank, did Michael Jackson ever do it? He's like, no. Michael was like a straight dude. Like he was just a nice guy. Corey Feldman said the same thing about Michael Jackson. They, they, they see, people are fed misconceptions in the media. They it's a wrap up smear. You, when they want to get rid of you, they'll give it to you and they'll hammer it into you. Believe you know nonsense and lies. And uh, that happened to Macaulay Culkin when he left the industry. They said, you don't want to make any more movies, kid? Well, we're going to destroy your, your your image. And he said, whatever, I don't care. And he's been kind of a rebel that way, and I respect him for that. And he's not a weird dude when you actually see the way he is and you hear him in interviews. He's very sharp. I mean, he's he's not like a complete moron either. The mm. dude, he, he's, he's put together real sharp in the, in the uh, old cabeza. Now, if you're talking about somebody like Corey Feldman, he's a little bit loopy. But again, he's come on and he's openly said who the pedophiles are, who the crazy people are, who raped Corey Haim in the, in the plus, 80s. Plus, he spent about 15 more years on heroin than Macaulay Culkin did, so that explains yes. the extra loopiness for him. Correct. And he outed and named Charlie Sheen as the rapist of Corey Haim. Now, that in itself is mind-blowing because we all, you know, know you know, Charlie Sheen as a comedy, action, actor. You never thought that, you know, yeah, he's a womanizer. But now you put him in a perspective of pedophile, and he raped an underage, you know, kid in the movie Lucas in the 80s. I mean, seriously. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier about pedophilia in Hollywood is rampant. And there's a lot of that. Uh, you know, look at Epstein's list. It's full of actors, right? And along in, the, in that list, who, who's in there, Joe? Bill Clinton. And Donald Trump. No, Donald mm-hmm. Trump actually was not on that list. Uh, enough, he's never been to the island. But guess, guess who's been there 27 times? Bill Clinton. That's been proven. What does that have to do with book. the price of rice in China? Seriously. Because you, you love your pedophilia. Back to the full hey, circle. Hey. Full circle again. Joe Los Pedophiles. That should be your own TV show. Jonas no, round of, of everything answering your previous question. He really I, did. He did yes. a wonderful job. Right. Now, price of rice in, in China, well, you know, I can't answer that. on the plastic <laughs> content. How much of it is plastic? How much, how much of it is GMO? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have my uh, board guy, Petey, over the well, research staff for a second. <laughs> Clinton ain't running the country, all right? We have a Damn right! Thank God for that. Thank, thank God for Clinton is not running the country. From his advisors running the country. By the way, he said, Clint, he, said, he said Clinton. By the way, which is 
Clinton is the one of the country. That's the eight. She lost, Joe. Yeah, she lost. She won by three million votes, the popular votes. Come on. She lost. They, she couldn't win a rigged election, Joe. She, that's how bad she was. It, they rigged it for her, and she lost. Right? He knew when the data was going to drop. That's why he didn't answer any questions in the impeachment. All right? What are you talking about? They, they had nothing to impeach him on. It was all fake baloney. What did what they have? Wasn't they had nothing. How do you win a, po- in a popular election by three million Joe, votes? Joe, hold on, Joe. Because you rig it by, by fake. You, easy, easy. Joe, Joe, easy. And let me answer you. But let me answer you. you don't, 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 don't give me a run-on question. Don't give me a run-on question. Let me answer your question. You asked one question. That's me 30 questions. Now let me answer one of them. Easy. It's a rigged election. Very easy to do that. And especially, the, the, the what does she win? California. New York, places where it's overly populated with Latino and illegals, and places where she can rig it easily, uh, and and there's a whole lot of that over there that helped her. But the the rural areas, and that's why we have the electoral college. She lost big time because she didn't do her proper campaign. Everything about her in 2015 and 16 was like. Trump, 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 Trump. And it was nothing positive. There was no message. There was no, I'm going to do this for the economy. I'm going to do that. Because she had no platform. She's been in, in that one position or another to help the people for 40 years. She's done nothing. It's like a meme with Joe Biden. Oh, I've been in service for 40 years, but now I'm going to fix everything. What the hell were you doing for the last 40 years, Joe Biden? Nothing. That's what she's been doing for for nothing. Uh, all she's done when Bill Clinton was in office, she helped cover his scandals up. You know what she did, Joe? She took a raped victim and she defended her rapist. Got him off and then laughed about it when they were interviewing her a couple times. And she laughed, knowing that she was really a victim, knowing that her client was really guilty. She even said, oh, yeah, he was guilty, but I did a heck of a job getting him off. (laughs) That's evil. That that, that That is pretty evil. That's evil, Joe. And that's somebody you wanted in office? That explains why you want Joe Biden. And it's funny because you see Trump is evil, and you want actual people who do evil in office. And you don't mention the fact that Trump, he paid for a kid who was dying of, of AIDS in 1990 named Ryan White, yeah, paid we, for his medical yeah, expenses, made for, he paid, you don't pay, okay. you don't mention the, the show on the, on Maury Povich where he came out and gave a check to a little girl yes. who was very ill. Yes. You don't mention the good stuff. You mentioned something that might have happened to you in 1995, which nobody can collaborate or prove over some organ or something. I don't know what the hell he didn't blow yeah. your organ properly. Um, I don't know the story. Okay. I don't care. Right. But but exactly. But your your butthurt over something that happened thirty five years ago. He to put you, five people out of work. All right. Do, oh, the whoa, whoa. Was in Those are fifty five voters he might not get. That, you know, but I, does it matter, Joe? That was in nineteen eighty five. You know how much crap I did when I was twenty and that I regret now? And everybody's guilty of doing stupid stuff when they're young and they're trying to make some money. And you can't fault somebody for that. Now I can fault somebody for defending a person who you know is guilty and then twenty years later laughing about it when you're much older and wiser and saying, Yeah, yeah, I got him off. <laughs> I 
did a great job, knowing that the victim was an actual victim. I have a problem with 10 years ago, that same person is in Haiti stealing money from the people that she's there to help. So much so that even Sean Penn was like, that lady's messed up. And Sean Penn was over there trying to help. He legitimately wanted to help the Haitians. And he even said, that yeah, woman is bananas. I, I know, he is a, he is a philanthropist. And he does, He's a he good guy. Quite a bit. And, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm siding more and more with, uh, <laughs> the juggle here every time we get into these debates. I try to start on your side, Joe. I, I really do. I start on your side every time. But, uh, <laughs> because when you hear facts, the, 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 and this is facts that the, the, the CNN of the world and NBC and MSNBC, they don't want to tell you these facts because they want to, you know, they want to tell you their, their narrative. Delivered by Jeff Zucker and all these people, and that's all they feed you is non-factual information. They but feed you know their narrative. I don't watch that. I don't watch any of that stuff. But you, you talk, you do the talking points like nonstop. By the way, we have only a couple more minutes left before it's time to uh, to leave the air. Uh, do you guys want to stick around for an after show? I know Johnny Alfred. Do you got to uh, be up early in the morning? Um, uh, you want to stay I, with us or, or you... for about a half hour, an hour, and get to know these guys a little better? That sounds fun. Cool. I mean, I could stick around for like hours. It doesn't matter to I me. Mean, we could be live. It doesn't really matter. But I know also Red Pill, you have your thing on the other network. So, um, yes, we are actually coming to the end of the two hour, uh, allotment that I have on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Guys, if you love the show, give us some feedback uh, at the Truth Pharmacy uh, at gmail.com. Yeah, the Truth Pharmacy at gmail.com. Uh, you can always call the station. You can always call, you, you can call the show itself. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, we'll catch you next Thursday with this roundtable show. Pow, pow. There you go. Thanks for having me on, guys. I, I no, are we, off, are we off the air? No, we're still on the air on PSN Radio because, uh, you know, like I said, I can go on as long as I want. Hey, you guys, but you guys but I, wanted, I wanted to give V that, uh, that courtesy of, you know, uh, signing off properly because, you know, he, he is on both networks. So He wanted to ask me something earlier, and we got cut off. I was wondering, like, what what was that, man? Like... We, we've talked enough about this politics shit, man. Ask me what you ask me. Really. Let's get away from this. Who, 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 this is supposed to be an entertainment show, man. Honestly, <laughs> it's been very entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> not, this has been the most entertaining I've been in a month, yeah, man. I, like, oh. deal with, I do construction work. I have to keep this shit all day long at work. So. <laughs> See, that that's that's beautiful though because you get to bring that. From work to to the radio show, I, I, what kind of stuff do people say? Well, uh, I mostly work with uh, uh, libertarians, you know, rattlesnake yeah. flaggers, which are even scarier than you guys. So at least you guys are fucking at least somewhat sane. At least I know Jackal's just <laughs> doing his normal Jackal tune and reading from the prompter. But like these guys, they're they're scary with some of their shit. Prompter. So yeah, it. I, I, I don't like to go there too often. I'm usually really quiet at work, just, you know, vaping and doing, doing, pulling my wire, doing, like, um, executing some cable, you know, doing my electrics and shit. Corn syrup. Okay. Right. There you go. But right. you were going to ask me something earlier? 
Just wondering what that was. But, but well, who, 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 me, Joe, uh, V, who, 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 yeah, yeah, it was about the uh, the, the penis. Those, yeah, the penis thing. Yes, penis question. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you want to go back to the penis? Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure, like, if Michelle had one, it's yes. long. You know? <laughs> That'd be a long story, isn't it? You guys? Can't say I thunk about it. Yeah, here's my uh, my uh, Bill Clinton impression. By the way, <coughs> talking about Hillary, <coughs> check this out. Yes, I am the president of the United States, and uh, Hillary is my wife, and uh, she does have a penis. It's made out of rubber. Uh, my friend Joel, <laughs> uh, Joel Epstein, and, uh, and myself. Uh, uh, <laughs> We go out back in his uh, his jet, and uh, he has uh, his way with me. And uh, I'll tell you, as president of the United States, it was a lot of fun when when we were on that plane, and and Hillary was not on the plane because we actually had a moment of of quiet and peace. Yeah. But she does have a penis. I actually got happy Joe's here, though, man. Usually, I'm the one with the jackal attack, so it's kind of nice to have the night off. <laughs> Oh man, uh, <laughs> guys, I gotta bail. I'm not. No, 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 you can't. Now, now, now we're left. <laughs> no, Come I'm, on, like legs. Really, Stick around. I'm really, I'm really. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose it right on the air. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I just wanted to thank you guys for having me on. And even though you called while I was on another show, I don't <laughs> mind. It's cool. I love all of you. All right. Bye bye. All right. Take it easy. Take care, buddy. Yes, it was nice meeting you guys. Got to have you on. Oh, come on, any show, anytime, right? But not the same night. I just did a three-hour show and (laughs) stayed on here for an hour. Bye bye bye. Well, Dorothy was. We were supposed to have been combining the show. So what happened there? I don't know. Yeah. No, no, that that I think that's tomorrow. I, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Jaffe is in the future. We got to remember that he's somewhere in other uh, parts of space and time. Yeah, yeah, he's in Korea. Yeah, so, but um, it, it was nice meeting you guys. You know, on voice uh, and stuff. And Angel, it's always a pleasure. And uh, you, you have a wonderful evening. All right. Take care, buddy. I'm going to head to the bathroom. You feel better soon, too, man. Feel Thank better you soon. very much. I, I, I've never heard you before, but you sound rough, man, so I hope you feel better soon. I, yeah. yeah. And I, this is I, the I, best you sounded out. in weeks, by the way. This is the best you sounded in a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had a good laugh, man. And I, you know, <laughs> got some ideas. All right. Stay cool, man. Bye. Take care, buddy. That is All the right. famous Joe E. Not Joey, Joe E. E S Enigma. Well, it's not really Enigma, it's more like Eminem. Now, I wonder if Jaffe's uh, around or available, because I'd love to introduce him to Johnny and, 
and uh you know see uh what's uh, gonna be happening because I, I, we were trying to bring him on earlier also because jaffe was supposed to uh, join the round table he was all gung-ho about it and next thing you know he was like i'm on the air at the moment i'm like oh well that was the whole point <laughs> well, I mean, I did a I did a show earlier, but I made sure to book it before I thought we went. We might go on, so damn. Yeah, but you're like, like I said, you're like my uh, my number one guy. Remember the Joker? You're my number one guy. Ah, yeah, my number. One. You're, I am. You're always wow, his was Johnny too. That's amazing. Huh? See, he's the old noggin. That's what they gave it to me for. It's an old nugget. Um, and I think V's trying to backmail on us too. You, 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 you trying to take off on us, big guy? No, I, I'm just, I'm just uh, getting notes here on the network. Uh, we have this troll, if I may. Uh, I know we end up talking about this. Uh, In April, stupid, you may. I know we end up talking about this stupid bitch, if I may. I don't ever you may say you that. may use, use the word bitch here, by the way. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I don't use that kind of language. Yeah, I'm, I'm not this bad person, bro. I grew, I grew well, up this in the person 90s, actually so deserves yeah. it. This person deserves it. And okay. I don't call her that because there's this uh, this uh, this. Sorry, excuse me. Just let it out, brother. Just let it out. Just just let it out. Her, na- her name is Yolanda Ken Kenward. She's well, I didn't want to have the whole last name of that's kind of... Oh, no, 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 I'm putting her out. I'm putting her out. I'm putting oh, her okay. Out. Okay, uh, she is this person who was, I guess, child trafficking or something like that. Uh, she, 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 she got busted with some stuff, ended up doing time in jail, wanted to come out, trying to clear her name, pretending to do humanitarian work, and yada, 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 yada. And so we've had our meeting. We've been doing our thing for a while. Uh-huh. And, you know, she would always uh, come to us. Hey, let us be on your show. She, Can you help? Can you help? Can you help? And it's like we we have our experience, you know, as she approached um, our director and senior members. Uh, we we have our experience with these things, these kind of people, and it's like, okay, do they really want help, or are they in this for some kind of fame or whatever? So we check her out. She has most horrible reputation. She's trying to clear her name. She and 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 so it's like we sort of, sort of ignore her. And so upon us ignoring her, she starts a slander campaign against us in our media. Trying to and and empty blackmail threats. You know, there's Anthony, you know, owner of you know the Two Pharmacy Productions here. I, you know, just blatantly on his profile. Yes, I have information from the uh, UK intelligence on you, on you, like like passive aggressive blackmail. It's like you know, everyone's got every intelligence agency has has all the info on Anthony because he has all the info on all of you. <laughs> yeah, it goes both ways. <laughs> well. So, it, 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 and so, you know, like, and that right there tells us how much of a agent and, uh, 
perp. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that term. Uh, she's a perp. Uh, agent perp worked for a system and she, uh-huh. she got very upset, you know, claiming, Anthony, oh, you're just building yourself up on top of other people's fame. You're just, you're just taking whatever cases and, and building yourself up on top of people's fame. And, you know, when a sociopath wants to attack you, they will use their own shortcomings, their own <laughs> downfalls, and, and project it onto you. Yep. Because they don't know anything else. They're so obsessed with themselves. So they will actually turn uh, the negative description of themselves, which they ignore, and place it onto someone else. So we told her, you know, where she can stick it. And, you know, we thought that was the end of it. Then we hear that she's going on a little campaign and, and, and basically just talking trash about anybody who does not want to join her or help her. Because at this point, she's trying to become somebody because she's a nobody. She's trying to become somebody and trying to build up an army to try to attack us because she's offended. You know what it's like offending a sociopath and a psychopath? They become relentless. Oh, I went through that with uh, a similar uh, issue with uh, a, a lady by the name of Blue Raven. Okay, now I, <laughs> we will get to her, but I, I'm actually going to want to repeat this on my own network. Um, but yeah, Go so she is now. Uh, well, other people have came forward and said, "Yes, you know, you're you're absolutely right. This chick is bonkers." This old lady is bonkers. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. Yeah, we looked into her past. She's done, you know, nine years in prison behind this, this, and, 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 you know, she, as they are being slandered by this Yolanda Kinyard, Kinward, whatever her name is, uh, did a couple shows on it already for the people that she's attacked just because they are with us. So now she is so butthurt. She is going online telling everyone that uh, we are child traffickers. Now, you wow. know the major thing somebody does today in, today's day and age is to call – it's uh, to attack – The wrap-up smear, man. The wrap-up smear. That's what she's going to use on you. She's going to, like, spread she, misinformation and then, like – But to you call know, someone a pedophile or a child trafficker, that's the ultimate – slander, whatever, and I'm going to end up having to take this stupid bitch to court. I'm thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you are listening right now... uh, That's disturbing. Yeah, Yolanda Kenyard. Flag her profiles because she has many. And that's another way of knowing when you got a a shill, an agent, that's another way of knowing is when they're allowed to have multiple profiles. If you're an activist... And you're speaking the truth on Facebook. You have more than one profile. They'll shut your strongest profiles down and leave you with the weakest one. But with that's a, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're doing that now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to do a little special on this uh, person and and really put her out there because uh, you don't attack us. I mean. We don't care for our own sake. I mean, she's nothing to us. But you're not going to stand in the way of us helping other people, getting information out. 
Because I have the TV shows. I have Family Case Files TV show. I have TV show targeted. I, you know, to have all the hard work that I'm doing, to have all this work that's being done, and to have some butthurt shill that really has a feeling hurt because we wouldn't risk our, our own reputation in helping her because she's trash. Because that's what these shows do. They will climb on good media, yep. especially alternate media. They will climb and get to where they need to be and be the best shield, you know, supported by the alt-right. I recognize these people instantly, and, and I don't go for it. I know who's real and who's not. Well, the alt-right and the extreme left, I mean, neither one are going to help you out at this point. And, the, and you got to remember, most media nowadays are ran by, like, the extreme left, like, really, really hardcore left. It's not even the alt-right anymore. Uh, CNN, all these major corporations are ran by that hard left, and even underground media is starting to, like, be mimicking that. So you got to be careful from both ends, which sounds sexual in nature in itself, saying that. Uh <laughs> But it's a, a real, that's reality. You gotta be careful of uh, both sides. Now that's why I consider myself independent when it comes to politics. Uh, I don't really swing one way or the other full time because they're both bananas. And, uh, right. no matter which, which party you pick, eventually they're gonna come at you with you gotta be extreme to even be in that party. So I, I don't belong to any party as it is. Uh, but you gotta be careful because, you know, you have the alt-right is nasty people. Uh, but it's just, it's as nasty as the old left or the extreme left. But here's the thing, you want to talk about nasty trolls. Johnny here, uh, will attest to one that uh, I had dealt with for a long time. Who, and Johnny, it, it, you say if I'm lying on this or not. He went on video, uh, I think it was what, 2013 or 14, Johnny? I think it's like uh, a year. Uh, we, we talk, we're talking about listen! Right, we're, we're talking about we're, we're talking about him and his and his buddy, the the one actually went on video. And, oh, the uh, one that tried to the one that doxed your police record, yeah. Jesus. Right. Not only that, he not, and I'll, I'll get to my police record because I'm very open. In case people are like, "Whoa, what did you do, Jackal?" I'll, I'll tell you, it's no big deal. Uh, but that's yeah, no, not not even that. It was more mistaken identity than anything else. Uh, but I'll get to that in a second. No, it was the other guy, the guy that goes to the library. Huh? Remember him? Uh, he came out on a video and he said that, oh, Jackal, uh, when he was, you know, dropping my, uh, supposed police record, he said, and by the way, his mother has cancer and she's dying and he rapes her. And he went on YouTube and said that live and he put that on YouTube. And my mother really was dying of cancer. Obviously, I've never raped or had, you know, that's ridiculous. Uh, but this dude actually said that and put that on video. And, uh, to this day, there's no way I'll ever forget that, forgive that man for that. To the point that if I ever see him, he's done. He's toast. And I, and I said it publicly. Yep. He's gonna catch a good old Jerry Springer ass whooping. If I ever catch him, you know, in that person. That's probably, that was that's probably our fault, man. You know, the Mega Max crew, we doxxed him, found out that he pushed his mom down the stairs. He blamed you for us, so that's probably why he made that up, man. I'm sorry. Now that there's I think a, about there's that. There's a lot of stuff that, no, there was a lot of stuff like that that kept happening to me, and I'm like, I don't even know these people. Like, I was getting blamed for, like, everything that was happening to this guy. Like, some gay dude approached him at his house because they found out where he lived. 
And uh, they approached him to beat his ass because he had made fun of the gay guy's boyfriend on uh, IMDb on their old forum. And uh, he made fun of the guy, and they found out where he lived. They went, approached him, and he ran like a little sissy to like some kids who were in the, in the corner and the uh, parking lot, or I guess like a little playground, something they had in this building. Part of the playground, because this guy's definitely pedo. And uh, he ran uh, towards them, hid behind the kids, and then the gay dude was like, this guy's a sissy. Like, and I'm the gay guy, but he's a sissy. And the gay dude just walked away and got on the bus and left. And uh, literally, the, the the guy is such an idiot that when he went and saw the, listen, listen, when he went and talked to that guy, he told him the story of what happened. And then this guy went on MTP and he said, they were, listen, listen, uh, you got a story to tell. And he told this, the story of what happened to this other guy. And everybody's like, oh, did that really happen? And then he brought it up on uh, his podcast, and then the dude wouldn't talk about it. He's like, well, I don't want to talk about it because they're going to use it as ammunition against me, or yada, yada, yada. But but the, this individual uh, dropped my docs, and now to get to my police record. And there's a dog in the background, so it's not even my dog. It's outside. Uh, but... Yeah, stuff happens. This is live uh, broadcast from your home, guys. We're all quarantined. Uh, but this is really funny. Back 20 years ago, okay, um, I was uh, I was uh, working at Radio Shack, and uh, uh, my buddy at the time who got me the job there, me and him looked a lot alike. In fact, V, I'll show you a picture of me and him together back 20 years ago. You'll be like, damn, you guys look a lot, a lot alike. And we dressed alike because we work at Radio Shack. And it was, ironically enough, it was over two days before my birthday that I went to cash a check for uh, my payroll at a check cashing place. I took my friend with me because, you know, he's, he was my uh, co-worker. And he was like, oh, I'll take a ride with you. He cashed this check, right? And then he cashed another check at the same place. And the other check was a uh, check that bounced. Speaking of checks to bounce, Joe E., no and this check bounced, and it was a, a fake check that he got from a, a person he did some work for on a computer or some crap, uh, some side money he had made, and it was a bad check. When two or three months later, I get a call because they knew who I was, right, and his phone was disconnected. They knew who I was because I had been going there like for years to cash my payroll checks. And they called me up, and they're like, yeah, you were with so-and-so at this pay uh, this paycheck place, and you cashed a, a check, or we think it's you, we don't know who it was, but it was a fraudulent check. Can you come down to a police station? And I was like, what? I had no clue what was going on. I showed up. I, I had no reason to run because I didn't know what's happening. And when I showed up, they were like, wait, you, you, you're not the guy. You don't look exactly like him. And they showed me a, a picture of my friend at the time, who I haven't talked to since uh, because of this, and they were like, we're looking for this guy, actually. Uh, you look a lot like him, but we can tell it's not you, but you were there with him when he did this, this, and this, and this. And I was like, I didn't even know he did that. I was just cashing a regular payroll check. And they were like, yeah, well, we got your payroll check. That's normal. But there was another check that was cashed, and they, they, they thought you did it. And I was like, uh, it wasn't me, bro. And they were like, well, tell us where this person is, and we'll let you go. And I told the police, I was like, I'm not an informant. I'm not a snitch. 
Uh, I'm not going to do your job for you. Unfortunately, you're the officer. You go off find them. That's not my job. My job is not to bring you, you know, somebody you can't find. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to be an informant. I'm not going to help you. And he said, well, if you don't help us, we have to hold you and take you in. And I'm like, why are you holding me for? I did nothing wrong. But they held me anyway. And they, and they threw me in, uh, in jail overnight. And funny enough, a police officer who's a friend of my family for two decades at that time, since I was a little kid, him and his brother were both cops. He sees me sitting in the lockdown. He's like, what are you doing in here? And I explained to him what happened. He's like, what? You? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and he immediately went to the, uh, the arresting officer and he said, what do you have, Angel, in there? He said, he's a good kid. He's a, he does baseball and music and my daughter went out with him. What the hell are you doing? Like, he's, he's not that guy. And he goes, well, you want to tell us where this, this guy is and this and that. And, and I don't know the rest of the story. I just know what was told to me because I wasn't involved in the conversation. Uh, but if, you know, the, talked to them enough where they, they allowed me to get a bail bondsman. I got bailed out. I uh, went to the uh, friend's house that night with a baseball bat, and I told him, listen, I just spent the night in jail because of you. If you don't uh, fix this, I'm going to fix your face with a baseball bat. And sure enough, he paid back the, the, the police, and dropped, the charges were dropped. There was no charges. In fact, in my police record, says, uh, adjudication withheld, uh, dropped charges or some shit like that. And uh, nothing ever came of it. Now, you know, I, I easily could have had that sponge from my record, uh, because I just put that on jail and I was booked, right? The judge here told me, yeah, you, uh, you have to, uh, do this thing with this paperwork and you're gonna, you know, take it off your record, just go to this place, uh, and there's a couple of halls down there. And I just, I was lazy, I was like, I figured it's not gonna be a big deal because I did nothing. There was no court, there was no, you know, no trial, uh, there was nothing. And it says adjudication dropped on my record. This moron in, in, uh, in New York didn't understand what the paperwork said. And he thought it meant that I was arrested and he thought it was Grand Theft Auto. So he went out there saying that I was arrested for Grand Theft Auto because it said, uh, it said Grand Theft Larceny, uh, because it was a check for over a thousand dollars. So he figured, oh, that meant Grand Theft, it must have been a car. Well, you know, larceny is a way too big a word for him, man. That, that, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he was probably like lar, 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 car, car, yeah, car. <laughs> straight up, straight up. That's how, yeah, he was a car, man. And he sells cars now, so you know he, you know, Jack, he stole cars, man. No, I didn't. Like I said, that would be kid shit. Like I, I g ride it a lot when I was a kid. Like dude, that shit was fun. I never. Got we don't caught. do stupid things when we, we. In fact, I've done stuff that I never even got caught for. And the one thing I didn't do, I spent that in jail. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess well, we all gotta got retard trolls because, like, I just recently picked one up too. Jackal was present for this. Like, there's this kid, I knew him on Facebook, I used to trash him, he's an idiot. Um, somehow he popped up on my YouTube, and he he's now claiming that he's a libertarian and all this stuff, and he's going around telling everybody that I hate the military, which is ridiculous. My brother Shane, I mean, 
brother. My cousin Shane, he is a Navy SEAL. Well, he was, but he's Navy Rescue now. My other, his brother Brendan flies drones for the Navy. And my Uncle Bruce fought in the Korean War. He was a Marine. So, um, no, I don't hate the, um, the military. And, um, it, it's just really stupid. These people come out of these left field with just this, these bullshit angles. Cause like, at least if you're going to lie about me, or if you're going to try to trash me or get people mad at me, like, tell the truth or come up with something more convincing than, Hey, this guy hates the military because uh, this ain't the, this ain't like the sixties no more. Nobody hates the military for no good reason. Everybody understands that the troops are the troops. If you're mad at anybody, if you're mad about the war, get mad at the government. It's not the fucking soldier's fault. Everybody knows that. It, it's definitely not. not. And you know me, Johnny, I have a, a huge respect for the military. So, and yeah, I really mean no. I'm, not, I'm not even joking. That guy, I respect that guy out of uh, those people. So, yeah, if you fight for, the, for your country, I'm going to respect you, period. Because, I mean, I'm not brave enough to go there and get shot. <laughs> no. Well, my thing is, though, that what, makes, what makes these people think that, for one, that what they say is important to anybody? And secondly, you know, why come up with something completely bogus? I mean, at least do your Johnny, detective work. And, should, and, we and tell him, uh, should we tell him why he hated my guts? <laughs> if you want to get really silly with some silly shit. <laughs> It's because yeah. he liked a different Batman movie than the other. That guy did. That's the legitimate reason why that guy hated Jackal, yes. doxed him, said he raped his mom, all that stuff because they didn't like the same Batman movie. And, 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 and because I said that, that Robin is a gay character. <laughs> oh, there was the, the card said. Yeah, that what that yes. was. That's the card said right there. That's, and, uh, wait, wait, wait. Which, bat, which Batman movie are we talking about? I'm, I'm a big. Yep. He loves. He loved Batman Forever and Batman yes. and Robin. The worst and, Batman movies ever made. And he hates the Christopher Nolan ones. If anybody even like you, you're a retard. Everybody yeah. knows you're stupid. Everybody knows <laughs> Christopher Nolan's a retard. It's like nobody says that. Like I don't even like Christopher Nolan very much, and I don't say that. You know? Okay, shut up. I, I, I think you're offending his uh, taste for rubber nipples. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you think that brings you power over me? <laughs> Your rubber nipples, I am pain. I control it all. <laughs> and, and you, I guess, I guess this, this person didn't like being snubbed and thought that for some reason you should be on their side because of, um, I'm not sure about your programming. I, 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 I know a lot of other red pill shows that I've listened to, um, so, I'm not sure what you talk about, but I think maybe she thought that like you'd have been a good stepping stone for her. Like you, like you're saying, oh, she's trying I, to make an impact. The, and, the focus um, I of think the red pill for me is exposing uh, corruption, um, ousting people, uh, uh, institutions, organizations, government. Uh, I oh, you're uncover insane red pill. Thank God. I, 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 I talk about psychological warfare, uh, covert technology. Uh, yeah, psychological warfare. That's, that's, that's the whole thing. And, uh, yeah. So child trafficking and, and CPS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Well, yeah, well, it's all real. Everything I talk about is 100% real. The thing is, when you deal with those kind of things as topics, and Mr. E, who's going to join us uh, here on the show from time to time, uh, he's got through his own trolling issues, not only with, with you know, the battles with me that are legendary, uh, but, you know, outside of that, uh, he's gone through that also, and he's had similar situations. Well, you know, it, it's crazy, but every time you get a troll, that is dropped in there for whatever stupid reason. Yeah, it's always for a stupid reason. Yep. But nothing sillier than because I called Robin gay. <laughs> I don't even remember what I did to Tim to make him... Like, I, well, there was a lot, but I don't... I, I It all started because I told him that like, the, the first fight we had, which we never recovered from, was I told him that Hunger Games was just a really terrible Battle Royale ripoff. Yep. And real watch Battle Royale. By the way, guys, I just dropped a picture, uh, which took me a minute to find. This is 21 years ago. Uh, see if you can figure out who's who in that picture. You guys both look like the Tasmanian Devil. It just reminds me of like that cartoon Tasmania, where there was just like all the different little Tasmanian Devil kids running around. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you do look like, yeah. Yeah, the, the first dude, the one with the black shirt, that's not me. That's the guy who actually uh, did the fraudulent check. I'm the one in the background, and uh, it's a funny angle, but if you put us face-to-face, we actually did look even more like because we had a little mustache thing going. So, I mean, I understood where the mistaken identity would come in if that was the case. But the cop even said, like, no, no, you, you're not the guy, but my God, you look just like him. You, you guys are almost identical, so we can pin this on you if you don't want to cooperate. And I was like... I'm not cooperating, so might as well pin it on me because I'm not telling you shit. I don't know where he's at. I'm not an informant. I'm not doing your job for you because that's not my job. If I wanted to be a snitch, I would have been a cop. I would have, you know, taken that as, as a career, but that's just not who I am. Right. So. And, and yeah, and I, I, do, I love that, too, That how they just think that you, you're going to make everything easy for them. It's it's not it's not our job to to provide information. You know, there's something called the fifth. We don't have to incriminate ourselves, and we really don't have to incriminate anybody else either. Yeah, yeah. No, it was funny because uh, they actually the <laughs> uh, before they put me in the cell, I'll never forget this. They drove me around the uh, the city I lived in uh, because this dude lived about like maybe two minutes away from me. I knew where he lived. I was you know I was fibbing <laughs> and. Uh, the cop was like, uh, does he live here? And I'm like, nope, here, nope, here, nope. And they they drove me around for like 30 minutes, and we passed by the dude's house like five times, and I just kept saying, nope, nope, nope. I wouldn't well, give what's in. The, what's, a, what's a part of Miami where all the really rich people live? Is um, Star Island or Shell Island, something like that in the middle there? Should have told him he lives up in there. That would, that would have been a nice great. little trip. That would have been cool. I will say this though, uh, because of that little incident, I, I, I had never dri- you know, driven or been a passenger in one, but I actually got to sit in a Lamborghini. And I'll tell you how this happened. Now I was in prison, bitch. This is how this happened. When they came, when they came and they bailed me out, the, uh, the Bill Bonds guy who came in and, and took me out of there, picked me up in, a, in his Lamborghini. I was like, how cool is that? I get to ride back to the hood in a Lamborghini? Hell yeah, we'll get robbed tomorrow. <laughs> I was 
was like, drop me off in the corner, man. You want to see what's going to happen to me tomorrow when you come by and see if I'm still here? Because I'm going to probably be dead thanks to you. You don't bring it like, that's like Batman going to the hood and being like, after he fights crime, come back and be like, Robin, uh, didn't we park the Batmobile here? Like, what, what's this on the four blocks? What the hell happened to the Batmobile? <laughs> that, was, that was my neighborhood. Oh, yeah, well, no, like. Like, put it this way, if to drop me off, it's like, yo, 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 how fast are you going? 50? Okay, that's good enough. I'll just jump off. Don't worry, you don't have to stop. Let me just, ju- I'll I'm jump much, off at 30. I'm actually surprised the cops asked and expected you to answer. The cops knew better than to even ask us where our friends were when we were, when that Oh, no, it was, it was worse. I wasn't even read my Miranda rights. They just put me in cuffs and they, they, they took me in. And uh, that's something I even told the judge. I was like, wasn't I supposed to get read, like, rights and stuff? And the judge is like, didn't he read your Miranda? And I was like, I got nothing. I got driven around like an idiot, and they put me in a little cell, which was it was ridiculous because there was a guy next to me on the, on the other cell. I was by myself in a little tiny cell, by the way. And, and you could have probably sued them if you wanted to. You could have sued them. Yeah, no, straight up. They can't, yeah, I they, can hold, they can hold you for two days, but they have to properly book you, and that means right. reading you your rights. Since they didn't do that, and they they held you anyways that's that's illegal i never once you gotta got a fat paycheck i didn't think about it because i was young but i never got once said you have the right to remain silent you know i never got any of that they were like you don't want to cooperate put them in their cell we're going to drive them around and they drove me around i didn't cooperate there and then they brought me back in they put me in the same cell and left me there and as i'm sitting there there's a dude right next to me in the next cell crying his eyes out i'm like why the hell are you crying? I'm getting set up here for something I didn't even do. What the hell did you do? And he's like, I stole $20 from a Red Star at Eckerd's drugstore, which is now CVS, by the way. And uh, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, 20 bucks? He's like, yeah, but this is like, I've been doing it for like five years that I've worked there. Every time I need 20 bucks, I take it. And I'm like, well, that could add up, dude. Like, that's probably several thousand dollars. And he's like, well, yeah. Uh, they, they, they set me up and they, they got me and I'm like, so why are you crying? Uh, because I'm, I'm sitting in jail. I don't want my mom and dad and they're gonna kick my ass. And I'm like, how old are you again? I'm 36. Shut the hell up! <laughs> how are you doing crying like a bitch? Like, <laughs> and that guy's story is, is, I'll never, like, I'll never forget it because, you know, when you go and you get booked and all that stuff and, then they take you on the little bus ride to like, you know, the county jail. And, uh, when we got to county, they, you know, you go to the strip search, which by the way, that's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, lift your testicles and, uh, and cough. Wait, you gonna take me to dinner first? Am I gonna get flowers? What's going on here? No, 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 we're gonna look up your ass with a, with a little, uh, light and we're gonna see if you have any drugs on you. What, you gonna do what? Come again? Uh, you have a flashlight, we're gonna look up your rectum, and, uh, if you have any drugs or any weapons, why would I have weapons up my ass? Uh, it happens. Uh, now, drop your pants. That that happened to me. Now, uh, you would say, man, that's myself, but that happens to everybody. There's a line of dudes that have to go through the same experience. And when it, when we get there, we have to see a counselor, which I had never experienced because I'd never been in jail before or prison or anything. And they sit me next to the count next to the, this dude who was I don't know if it was the same guy who was crying. And, uh, he, he's there still weeping like a little girl. And I'm like, this, 
old, he's, he's like in his 30s, I'm 20 at the time. I'm like, this motherfucker crying over some dumb $20. And I'm here about to like maybe face who knows how long and I don't even do shit. And, uh, and he's there like, you know, like talking to the council and the council is like, are you suicidal at all? Have you had thoughts of suicide since you've been arrested? And he's like, yeah, uh, I was thinking about it earlier because I honestly I can't take it and I'm I'm afraid what my parents are gonna think. <laughs> and he started crying like his like this Area 51 caller like oh oh they're coming for me like you know like hysterically crying. And I'm here like trying not to laugh because to me this is funny as shit, right? <laughs> and he, and the, the lady literally picks up the phone. She's like, hold on, son, and she calls and and you hear it it's whispered. And next thing you know, these big two orderly guys, or, you know, whatever uh, guys they were, they worked there, come and they tell them, oh, come, son, we're going to go somewhere with you special. Apparently, they took them to a room where they strip your butt naked, and they put you in the crazy room with a bunch of other crazy naked people, so you don't kill yourself. Right. That's going to make you not want to kill yourself. So when it was my turn and to talk the to the... Should have been, they should have been nice and explained to the kid that... They should have been nice to at least explain to the kid that what he did, uh, worst case scenario, he, he'd have to pay a fine, even if he pled guilty. Like, I don't see him getting any jail time, even if it does add up to oh. $1,000. Remember, after 1000 it's considered grand theft, and they had him on for several thousand at this point. Yeah, that, that's felony. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah, think yeah, about was, overcrowding in Miami jails, <laughs> man. They weren't Johnny, he was, no, back, this was 20 years ago. There was no problem with the crowding. In fact, he had a... When we were when we were in the initial jail, the first one it was empty. It was just me, him, and one other person, and we were separately put in different solo cells. Uh, but the the funny thing is, when I talked to the counselor and she asks, you know, the same random questions, she's like, "Are you suicidal?" and that, I was like, "Nah, I want to live." Like the Super Bowls next week? Are you kidding me? I got money on that shit. Like, I'm happy. Like <laughs> this is nothing. Like I'll even see the Super Bowl from behind bars, and I, it's gonna be a party if I win. And she started cracking up, and, and I was like, are, are you shitting me? Like, I, I'm not suicidal, I'm just beginning my life. And she started, like, laughing harder, and then she was like, yeah, you're cool. And they sent me out to, like, this really cold cell with, like, 70 inmates. And I'm like, for sure I'm getting raped tonight. This is not going to be good. But nobody messed with me. Everybody was just like, I guess they were too cold to rape. I, I don't know, maybe that happened. Well, well the, the raping was happened to that's yeah. true. I've heard that. Yes. They don't. That doesn't happen in holding, and it usually doesn't even happen when you're in county, man. Like that. Like yeah, you got to go to like a max to get booty hole buggered. So you're telling me that the movie Dirty Work with Norm Macdonald is lying to me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Slightly. Yes. Slightly. I mean, like it, it's fun <laughs> in a couple areas, but well, a lot of it is factual, especially like um, use Carlotts being full of dead hookers. That, that that's. So that, that's actually true. true. That's actually true. Yeah, that's true. I, I've I, never seen I so many bad school. hookers in my whole life. Lord yes. knows I have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you lose your nose there? Yeah, your nose, yeah. how'd you lose it? Damn Vietnamese girl. <laughs> well, I'll uh, tell you what. They, they, the thing is, it's a myth about the Miranda rights, though. Um, the cops will never read you your Miranda rights. What they have is something called, um, well, it's, it's an administrative booking. So after the cops arrest you, they will 
you'll you'll sit in jail. You'll sit in jail for as long as it takes to see a magistrate, because they'll ask you pass by your, your jail cell, your holding cell. You know, after a day or two, have you seen the magistrate? Have you seen the magistrate? If you hadn't seen the magistrate, they'll get you in line to go see the magistrate. The magistrate will read you your charge, and uh, they still don't tell you your your Miranda rights, but you seeing the magistrate counts as being read your Miranda rights. So that's how they get away with that these days. I never met them. I never saw a magistrate because I bailed out before I even went to court. Like right. I. I at the, when, the only time I ever saw a judge was it was supposed to be a pre-trial hearing. And at that point, the other dude had made recitation already. And when I got there, they were like, oh, the, this is already paid. Oh, uh, dropped. That mm-hmm. literally was like a five-minute thing. Mm-hmm. There, there, was, there was nothing. There was no trial. Or there was never a sworn in or a red rights or anything. Nothing, nothing at all. They were like, why are you even here? Like, this is this was paid for. They even had the the owner of well, the establishment, uh, the check cashing place, show up because they they subpoenaed him for some reason, and he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. This is already paid for. I have nothing to be for this guy, and they're like, Yeah, we don't even know why you guys are here. Like it was ridiculous. Well, on top like, of on top of that, they didn't even pick you up. You they called you to come in for questioning, and yeah. then they decided that they wanted to try and hold you. Which um, I think they'd at least need to come up with something to book you on. Did they even tell you what you were booked on? Did they at least try to say that you were obstructing justice oh, by not telling yeah. you what? They wanted to pin me with uh, three counts of felony. And I'm like, three counts? They wanted to give me 15 years, Johnny. Then think yeah. about that. I, I could have done 15 years, five years for each count. And here's how silly this is. Count one. Having a forged instrument in my possession, okay? That's a felony because it's over $1,000. Count two, bringing the forged instrument, the check, out in public to cash it at a, at a place of business. Count three, taking the money and walking away with it in the establishment. That's the three counts I wanted to book me on. And I'm like, I haven't even done the first, second, or the third. Like, I haven't done any of that shit. How are you going to even put me in, 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 and that's when the judge is like, uh, the judge is like, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even know what you're doing here. Like, the judge was that's dumbfounded by the whole thing. The cops are just tr- probably trying to scare you to get you to rat, I think. Scare tactic. hundred yeah. percent right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what happened to me. And I didn't break. And then the judge is like, I swear I've never seen a judge confused before in my life. And I was like. I'm as confused as you are. I thought this was done with. And he's like, I'm sorry, you're not even supposed to be here. And then the the owner of the establishment was like, this was paid, you know, months ago. Like, why was I even called to be out here? Like, I have no problems with this kid. Like, he's done nothing. And I was like, exactly. I I, I spent the night, not even like six, seven hours in the jail, and you take me to the county. And I was like, I spent a bad night as it is. And I did nothing wrong. I cooperated with everything. They told me to come down. I cooperated with that. They asked me a bunch of questions. I cooperated with that. Mind you, I didn't tell them where the guy lived because I didn't, I'm not a snitch. I didn't tell the judge that. But that's the fact. I didn't snitch on anybody, but I went in. I answered their questions in a way that I would answer them without snitching, which is, hey, I didn't do that. That's not me. You, you know who did it, so why are you asking me questions? Go find them yourself. That's it. 
At that point, I should have been able to walk off and not have a problem. In fact, I even asked the cop before they put me in the jail. I was like, can I leave? And he said, no. And I, and he goes, and I asked him, am I under arrest? He said, no. And I was like, so why can't I leave? Because we have more questions for you. That, they told me straight up like that. That's part of what I was told. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not yeah, the smartest were, were, guy in the they world. They were fucking but, with you because they knew you were young and didn't know better, man. And that's, yeah. they, they took it. And you cut, I, I don't know if you could have gotten away with the, uh, won a suit, but you could have probably been pretty, you might have been able to if you had a good lawyer and were able to, but yeah, that, they were messing with you. Like, they well, were I'll tell you what, just, messing with the bankers, I'm, that's, that's a felony, man. They, they, they take that yeah. seriously. Um, I, I, a little story, a little quick story for me. Um, before I came out here to Europe, before I, Traveled across the Atlantic. Uh, I had a place, a house where I was living at, and I also had a a fifth wheel trailer I used as my office um, slash, you know, recording studio. Sometimes uh, I was having help. Uh, guilty of that. I had one of those too. They're great. Yeah, it's just such freedom to just be able to walk out your house, especially when people are tripping. And so, yeah, I'm going to go to my yep. trailer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had one. Um, it was actually not that great a condition, but uh, I, I had hell trying to sell it because I was trying to move it within a month. And being in California and especially in Orville, where I am, it's just a lot of broke people. Uh, most, you know... This 50% below poverty line and, 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 you know, I had these hardcore people come and try to hustle me, hardcore hustlers, you know, just like trying to brick me for the price. So, so I, I even had a couple in there be like, no, you should be giving this to me for free. Uh, this has a couple, uh, that has a few years, uh, behind the, uh, registration. You should be giving this to me for free. And, you know, I was hardcore hustlers try to come in there and like rob me. <laughs> <laughs> of my property. It was really funny. But anyhow, uh, I did end up getting this guy who contacted me on Craigslist and sent me the pe- the paycheck. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the written check. It was a business check. And something just didn't sit right with it uh, and, and just seemed really weird. So I checked with a few other people saying, does this check look right to you? And it's like, no, that doesn't look right. So instead of going to the bank, going to my uh, account, my, to my, my bank and using my bank account, I went to a check cashing place and I asked them, is this real? And, you know, they went over and everything. The whole staff went over. Yeah, this is a fake. This is a fraudulent check. Say, so, uh-huh. So that was the plan for these a-holes because they tried to stop me from leaving the country in numerous ways it would take me an entire show to, to tell you about but the first way they tried to stop me from leaving second way they tried to stop me from leaving actually uh after my bank card was stolen from me by uh a clerk who swore up and down he gave it back to me but refused to give it back to me police didn't want to do anything literally just Gave my card to pay for a purchase and would not give it back. Nothing I could do about it. So the, the next thing 
uh, <laughs> as I'm trying to leave, you know, the U.S., uh, they just screwing me. When I say they, yes, covert operatives literally trying to stop me from leaving the country. This check was mailed to me by someone, and the whole thing was reported. I report the whole thing. And basically, if I had cashed that check, I would not have been able to leave the country. I would have been arrested right then. I would have uh, had to, you know, do all this that same stuff. You know, if I was able to leave, I would have to pay it back. I would have had work put on me. I would not have been able to leave from the airport. I, it would have it would have destroyed my life basically. But I was so glad I thought to to check it out first because the people at the bank they don't check. This is nope. what 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 you know. This is the part of our combined experience that hasn't mm-hmm. been said. The people at the bank don't check. They have a system that checks, you know, three or four days later. Yep. That's about right, yeah. About three days later, yeah. I worked at a, tr- at a credit union. It's about right. It's like three to four days. Yeah, so, yep. um, yeah, I would have been royally screwed. Royally. So, yeah, it, it's... Oh, just another way to get hemmed up. And I hope that people learn about this stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, no, I that's just my little You're story. right there. You're right there. Yeah, you're right there. But now you understand. Imagine me. Uh, I had actually done absolutely nothing wrong, and I faced 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I mean, that's not crazy. And, oh, and let me tell you... The, the troubles. I was, oh, leaving this, that, that, that country. Leaving that country. I wouldn't say this country, but I'm a, I'm a U.S. citizen still, but leaving that country. It's not easy. Was, <laughs> well, okay, so I get to the airport. Uh huh. I've got my trench coat on. Um, I've got my military bags. I'm ex military. I got my trench coat on. I've got my bandana on. Uh, red bandana. My my uh, steel toed boots. You know, I'm a big guy. You know, and I'm standing in line to you know basically check in. And I got this pig that comes up to me and, and says, uh, "Sir, I, I need to ask you some questions. Questions about what? What, what do you want? Well, uh." We have an incident outside. Um, there's an abandoned vehicle. Nope, I was dropped off here. Sorry, wrong guy. And I looked back, you know, stood back in line where I was. Uh, no, we, we think you, uh, description, the description, the description. There you go. There's, there's another man in this airport, another black man in this airport with, with dreads. With a bright red bandana, with a long black trench coat, with military bags. I think it was bags. the bandana, dude. Do I, I think it was the bandanas will give it away. It was red. Yeah, that's what. Or the bright red <laughs> bandana. I, I, is there someone like me that fits the description? He's like, sir, don't make this difficult. Just, I was like, do you know who I am? 
I, and I proceeded to uh, pull out my camera and I recorded my, my camera phone. I was like, I am V from the Reptile Hardcore Radio Show. Do you know what I do on this radio show? I expose corruption. I expose corrupt politicians and corrupt police officers. Now, do you want to continue this line of questioning with me? The cop walked off and and actually had a little little pig consortium, a, a little little meeting with all these other cops on um, uh, on segways. Mm. It, it was like seven or eight of them. They're all uh, the, the actual little Segway uh, thing oh, you yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been airport. to an airport? Are you serious? Like, yeah, yeah, I haven't been to an airport in years, but they didn't ride around that shit. <laughs> at the big ones, at the hubs, like that would be flying him to Europe. Yeah, they they have that they need him, man. You try running across one of them motherfuckers. Man. Dude, uh, that that's true. Massive airport, man. <laughs> and, so, and so, uh, after they talked for about five minutes, two of them rolled up to me and said, "Sir, we just want to see your ID. We just want to know who you are." I said, you can find out from the clerk after I've checked in. And I proceeded to give the clerk my, my pass, or my, 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 my ticket and everything. I grabbed my bags and walked off. They didn't mess with me again. <laughs> but see, because you stood your ground, that's the thing. Most people would just panic. And if you panic, that's it. They, they, that's when they're like, okay, see, now he, he panics and he must be guilty. Well, and see, but that, that, that's, that was the end of it. So, as I'm there, you know, uh, going through the x-ray machines, it's like, holy hell, okay, I know I've got, you know, like four di different laptops on me, I've got maybe eight external hard drives, you know, people look at me like Neo, literally entering in that federal building, like, who is this guy, like, but whatever, so, I get to the You should have been like bar. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I knew for so other reasons. I get to the other line <laughs> to, to basically check in with the the, the flight there because there, there's several check-ins that you got to do. And they're saying, oh, no, you can't fly to Poland. You have to have a visa to fly to Poland. No, I don't. I've already checked the law. No, I don't. And so, basically, after arguing with this airline, they would not, I missed my flight. They would not let me leave. Do not let me leave. Uh, I end up just going to the counter. Oh, I'm waiting some time there. Just, just waiting. Just waiting. Waiting some time. And I'm just letting steam off because I don't want to have to talk to somebody. Because these people know how I am. I don't. I'll put you in a chokehold. I'll. I'll. It's lights out. Uh, so I just wanted to let my steam off. I waited there for a while. Saw this gorgeous Beyonce-looking chick come up on her shift. Uh, come up to the counter. I walk up to her. You know, I tell her how beautiful I think she is, and start hitting on her. And. Uh, you know, you know, Johnny, how he names drop Beyonce, so he doesn't have to describe her because we, now we just know, like, damn, this chick must have been really hot. That's all you have to say. Better, than Beyonce, better than Beyonce. Beyonce looks like Ooh. trash compared to this girl. Ooh, that's that's tough, man. She uh, made me want to stay. Oh, but um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I talked to her. She's like, oh my god, that's 
they, they really did that to you? Oh my gosh. I, I, I know that you don't need a visa to go to Poland. I'm going to go and ask my supervisors right now. And so she went to go and talk to the supervisors. It was about maybe like a 15, 20 minute ordeal. She came back. She was apologizing. Yeah, we have you up on the next uh, flight out of here, and yada 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 yada. And and so there were so many pitfalls that were put in front of me before I could leave the United States of America as a targeted individual. They had me <laughs> jumping through hoops. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, well, because well, if you well, if you leave here, you know. One thing too is airports. Airports hate individuals. If you show yeah. up there and yeah. and you you're dressed the way you you describe yourself, because whenever I go, you know, I, like I said, like I'm an ex punk rocker, so, and I still dress that way. I'll be there in a dead Kennedy shirt. I got fucked up teeth, and I I, I look like you know I'm a stoner and stuff. So every time I'm there, I get hassled. Every time I try to fly, they pull me. I got to go sit in the room. They get to look through my bags and uh, intimidate me. And it's just kind of how they are. If you don't show up there in a polo shirt looking like your typical little fucking yuppie date rapist white kid, like that that's kind of how you get treated in those places anyways, man. Like that's been my experience at least. I think like that you went in there with your individuality, that that – threatens them for some reason too for some reason at airports like it really well, just seems that's, to that's called dress for the occasion like if i ever uh, were to travel i'm sure i'd dress like you know necktie and just look nice and very prepared. why I'm, I'm not, why not? get on an airplane well exactly i don't want to get messed with just you know leave me alone say he's, he's, he's he's a nerd just let him go that's letting them win hell no i'm with yeah you. <laughs> i i, I, I I don't let the terrorists win. I, I, I can't. See, you look at it that way. I, I call it not having to, like, you know, get messed with and waste my time for no reason. So I just you know, make it easier on myself. Uh, I'm a, I see it. I'm a glass half. Right I'm a glass half full about that. I'm a glass half full type of guy, also. But you know. Well, but the, but then again, it's actually it's what I do. It's the core of what I do. And these people have thrown every, they played so many hands against me, you, you wouldn't believe. And the thing is, I always have a hand that, that trumps their hand. So I always end up taking the cards straight out of their, their, their hand, put it in my deck. I want them to do these things. I want them to throw these psychological games and throw these illegal uh, situ- situations. You know how many losses. Here's a question though. When something but, might happen just said random, um, and it has really nothing to do with, with anything targeted. Uh, is uh, you know now that you you know you've had the experiences you've had the which were targeted, doesn't that make it a little bit more like you know kind of like jumpy when you're you know experiencing? There might be just a legitimate you know like this is just their procedure uh, to the no, point now you think everything is that. Life, no, because I remember life what it was like before I was targeted. Individual. There's 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 no. Guessing, you know clearly that your life has changed. We're treating you different. It's as different as night and day. There's no twilight. There's no dawn. It's as different as night and day. I know when I'm being screwed with. I see the agenda when I see it. You know the story I just described to you. Nobody should have gone through that. Anybody. Not in rapid succession, one after the other. These things Agreed. happen to a person to stop them from leaving a country. 
Yeah, so, uh, especially if you if you have your papers in order, you know it's. I, I'm 100% legal, legit. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all you got to see is uh, it's my passport, is my information. Uh, I got an army. And besides, now we go through so many like different electronic devices that if you have anything on you, they're gonna see it anyway. It's like, like what's the the hassle for? Like, I got to go through this extra machine, right? Right? Yeah. So, why are you messing with me? Yeah, it's not like I denied the x-ray machine either. I wasn't one of those. I went straight through it. <laughs> there you go. See, exactly. I mean, if you're not being a, if you're, look, and, and this goes for anybody out there, no matter how you dress or, you know, what you look like, if you're not a headache, when they, when they ask you just go, go through this technology and you, and, you know, just so we can be safe, if you don't act like an asshole, nobody there on to mess with you. That's been my experience. Um, and, you know, I've traveled to the islands, because uh, I used to still travel for a little bit. I, I've been in Jamaica, Bahamas, uh, St. Lucia, St. Croix. Uh, you know, that's my outside travel. Uh, outside of Florida and the U.S. I've never been to like, Europe or anything like that, but I've been to those islands a lot. And every time I've traveled and I've gone to those places, uh, I'm very cooperative on the airlines, so nobody ever messes with me because I know I got to go through, uh, you know, the little machine, and the, it's not a, it's not a big deal. So I, I'm polite to everybody. Whenever I've been pulled over by a, by a cop, he's doing his job. Uh, you know, nine times out of ten, they don't even know who I am, even if I'm doing something, you know, big. Uh, you know, because your average person is one that becomes a police officer. Uh, and I've been, you know, to the point where I've been in very bad situations, and I've talked my way out of it because it's also how you talk to individual people. Now, that's different from some situations where, like, no matter how nice you are, they're still coming down at you. That's when you know that your situation, like the one you, you have, V, that's a little bit different. Because now it's like, yeah, you can be a nice person. You actually have nice. cops talk to you nice? Because that's I've had, happened in my life. Dude, I have a, an awesome story with the cop when I was a well, kid. I know. He, yeah, he, he bought you tickets so you could see Ric Flair. I've heard about it. Yes, I, you I've know the story. Never, I've never had such a wonderful thing happen. I get told to lay on the ground Woo! usually when I meet him. See, now, see, you guys are painting me as, as like, someone as, like, I'm just going to be a pain in the ass to cops every time I talk to him. No, no, that, no, I'm that, saying that you get the t- that's time. the difference between the two, so I'm trying to explain to the you audience. Know, that is the only time that I've actually had to do that to police. Because um, they're pushing, they're, they're pushing and pushing and pushing. Police, they, and I've actually got away with some really dumb stuff uh, uh, just because Haven't police we all, come up and talk to me. <laughs> police would come up talk to me, and I would speak to them, and they're like, oh, you know, wow, you're very articulate. And, you know, I'm offended every time they say that, but I just grin and bear it. He uh, speaks well <laughs> for him, for being a colored. And you're he speaks articulate well. like that Obama guy. <laughs> He's using exactly. the words and they make sense. What is that about? Exactly. Articulate. But, but by the end of a conversation, because there have been times, for example, I'm parked by the lake and I have been camping out at the lake for like extremely long periods of time. I'm not supposed to be parked in a certain area. You know, I, I'm, I've got my compartment, my, my, my van filled with, uh, you know, marijuana smoke. Not that I was smoking, but a couple people were in, in there with me. It just, it's just pouring out, out of the van. I step out. And this cop looks like he's ready to bust my chops. And as soon as I open my mouth, he's just like, 
you know, we're best friends before, you know, uh, the end of the conversation. He has book out ready to write a ticket. Keep putting it away. And hey, would you just do me a favor? Uh, you know, let's move every, you know, couple days, move your van. You know, I'm, I'm not going to harass you. So, hey, no problem, guy. You know, m- most of my interactions with police are just like that. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know the, that's when you know the normal people that I, I hate this because of reverse racism. (laughs) I've been in the courtroom with judges where, you know, again, BS stuff, and it's like, uh, the judge will speak to me, oh, uh, uh, why are you, why, why are you here, sir? And, and I would speak, oh, you sound like extremely intelligent, articulate man. Well, well, you know, I think, yeah, that, that that does sound strange. That does sound. I, I understand your situation. Get, get out of here. That's I, happened to me sometimes. That's happened to me a couple times in uh, in traffic citations when I have to go to court because they look at me and they're like, oh, "We're not sure if he's uh, Costa Rican or Mexican. It could be one or the other." And I'm like, "I'm Cuban, B." And then like they hear me. <laughs> Then they hear me, uh, you know, talk and, and they, they hear me explain situations. I had an actual judge take my side and they told the cop, he's like, if you ever come back here to my court again with this kind of situation, I'm going to talk to your supervisor. Make sure you go back to training school because obviously this guy doesn't have to be here. And I was like, that's amazing. I'll praise this judge. Well, and, uh, yeah, it was one of those. I, I and, just, I find it funny, the racism the, uh, of it. Uh, but so that really, it makes you think, though. So if I wasn't an articulate black man, highly educated black man, if I was just some, yo, what up, gangster? You know, if I was like that, would I have gotten the extra ticket? Would I have gone to jail? Would I have been on the back of the squad car, not been able to leave the, the airport? You know, what? What, what, what? You know? Yes. I'll answer, I'll answer, I'll, I'll answer that real quick, and uh, the answer is yes, because here's the thing. When you, and you got to understand, this is a cultural thing. It's not even a race thing. When you're a police officer, most of the people that become police officers uh, are from are a racist. certain demographic. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I threw that in there. That was yes, I know. Uh, no, it, it, it's, it's, it, it, you have black cops, white cops, Latino cops, but when you become an officer, normally you come from a certain background family wise, and you don't speak, you know, like Ebonics or street language or, you know, ghetto talk as some call it. Uh, you know, you speak a certain more preppier way. Uh, so, you know, that's what you get as a police officer, and some white cops, Literally have had very little interaction with Latinos or black people. So, and, and their interaction usually is what? Crime. So, you know, as soon as they hear a certain person, their guard is up because, you know, that's what they, they've been used to. Unfortunately, that's a fact of life. And, uh, so when they hear somebody and they're like, oh, wait a second, it's not like a complete dipshit and he's actually an innocent person also, let's hear him out. And that's how you get, you know, certain situations with somebody, it's, you know, not an issue. I've had friends of mine who talk, you know, because I grew up in the hood. I'm not, you know, I, I clean it up for radio, guys. I'm, I'm, this is the honest truth. But I actually, I grew up in, in a very rough neighborhood. And I speak, most of you hear me off the air. Johnny knows he's spoken to me off the air. I'm very colorful when I talk off the air. And, 
You know, I t- got a little bit different when I'm on the air. But, you know, that's part of being professional. When you talk a certain way, people that are not used to that, they either get offended or they, they get their guards up. And that's when you run into the situations where people, like, get scared more than anything else. And when you get scared, you get defensive. So when you see a certain person who might be innocent, uh, and it might not be a, a bad dude, they just speak a certain way, and they face a police officer, that's how you get certain in- issues that go, that blow out of proportion. Then you get the cop fighting with the guy, and the guy's fighting back, and next you know, somebody's dead, for absolutely no reason. And that's happened to me with friends of mine. I've had buddies of mine that speak very, very rough language, you know, street slang, who are complete, you know, dodo heads and, and pussies. And there's, you know, they're like, these are like the nicest people in the world, but they just, they, they talk street. And, you know, they've gotten in trouble with the law because of the way they speak. But at the same time, you know, they're like the nicest people. You ever get, and I'm talking about Latino, black, doesn't matter, white kids. I, one of my best friends 20 years ago was with this white dude who's one of the best rappers I've ever seen in my life, and he's a white kid. And, uh, his name is, uh, we used to call him Bizarre, and I was a soul uh, Christ, so it's all, I can't really pronounce the name he goes under now, but he still does his, uh, soul sacrifice, something, yeah, that's right, Peter. Yeah, he has, like, this whole thing now where he's uh, a counselor for kids, and he's a really good dude, but he had, you know, that, that way of vocabulary, which is all street, so what would happen, he would get in trouble a lot, and he was a nice dude, even my dad once when he met him, he was like, yeah, out of all the friends I've ever met that are kind of like shady, that's the shadiest motherfucker I've ever met. And I'm like, Pops, he's actually one of the nicest friends I have. And but I was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, he's never actually stolen the car. <laughs> you know, like, he's never actually robbed the house. <laughs> you know, the, the other buddy of mine, Alvin, the one you actually do like, he's actually robbed two houses. <laughs> Go figure. Going back right. to something we talked about earlier, there is one thing about the uh, x-ray machine in the airports I hate, and that's having okay. to take off my belt because I have short legs, and for some reason, I, I, I can't <laughs> climb. I, I, I have a 30-inch waist and a 30 um, – <laughs> So I need to buy 30, 30 pants, but I can never find them. I can only find Dude. 32 waist with the 30 uh, – that, that to... was the most awkward age, well, well yes. time in my life. When I was at that age, I had 30-30. Those jeans were it, hard to find. I can back it's you up been, on that. It's uh, been so uh, a couple of decades so here. So, Bigger than that. So when, so when I take my, belt, my shoes off at the airport, I got a, like a little kid holding my pants up while I walk through the bleeper. I feel ridiculous. and that, that That's the one thing I hate about the goddamn x-ray machine in the airport. Like... <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah, I feel, I, yeah, I feel you there. You, you took me back to you took me back to sixth grade, man. Uh, you have a thirty thirty. Yeah. Well, I wear thirty two thirties because I can't find thirty thirties. But yeah, that's okay. what I should wear. That's what you should wear. <laughs> yeah, I can wear that. I can wear that on one of my legs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh well. <laughs> All right. Well, you're 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 a petite guy. I'm like I'm like five ten, so like I'm not like short short, but I do. I got like oh. little legs. I got little topper legs. I guess I have a big you, torso. You have a big torso. Yeah, you to Jerry Nadler, you know Jerry Nadler. Like put your pants up to your nipples, and then walk through the extra machine. You'll be okay. <laughs> I was gonna say because I'm five ten, five ten and a half. 
I'm six foot, almost six foot one. I'm tall. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the thirty thirty was the most awkward time in my life. Yeah, it's impossible to find a, a pair of thirty thirties, man. That's yeah. I haven't seen one of those. <laughs> I don't feel decades. weird anymore. I don't, I don't feel singled out. Uh, hearing somebody else in this lifetime <laughs> having that same <laughs> story. Which, I, if it's us two, okay, there's got to be more guys. Do we need to start up a support line for guys who need to wear thirty thirties? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I stand up and I'm like, yeah, I'm Angel, and I haven't had 30-30 since I was like 14, 52 <laughs> now. Because yeah, it's either I could get 30-28s, which gives me high waters, or I yes. get 32-30s, which I have I have a loose waistband. Which, well, and, yeah, and you, get those, you get those longer up. pair, but it, the bottom of your jeans keep tearing up, and, and your parents don't know why, and, and so, well... Yeah, and I'm not. A, I, I, I can't not keep a, these things intact because they're too long. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know how people that wear skinny jeans do it. Like I just, I don't get it. Like, oh no, yeah, like, I'm a that's that style. That's, like, that's called the feminiz- feminization of this next generation. You know, yeah, dude, oh, I agree with what, that. Yeah, yeah. I'd wear chinkos if they still made them, man. Like, I, me I got, too. I, I like have I like having room for my legs. You feel me? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. All that pocket space? Remember we can put a, a CD player in there and not have it skip? I had to fit you know, a 40 pocket in the back where you could actually literally put a 40-ounce back there, man. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, I remember yo. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I own 30 pairs of Z Cavariches from 88 to 91. I had 30 pairs of them motherfuckers. I wore Z Cavariches like the jeans and the khakis. I got to wear those on a daily basis. Oh, you'll never right. catch me in khakis, man. Jesus. Unless, like, unless like I have to, like, go to my grandma's house or something, which I don't have a ground <laughs> anymore, so I don't have to worry about that. But, yeah. I, I love the khakis even more. I had the ones that zipped off yeah. at the knee and became shorts. Yes, I had those. I had two pairs of those. Those are legit. Yep. Yeah. Those are dope. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Taking See, me back, and they were baggy. <laughs> See, I just these teenagers now with like the skinny jeans. I'm like, you know, back in my day, and I, I feel old when I say that because I'm saying, <laughs> okay. but I'm like, back in my day, you wore those, you got your ass kicked. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that are, that's not cool to say. When I watch oh. skate videos now, because I I used to skateboard, and when I was a kid, we wore these huge ass pants. I don't know, how kids <laughs> in skinny jeans skateboard, man. That is, it's impossible. Like when I used to skate, I, we used to wear big baggy pants, but I don't know how they get walk. Any jeans, terrifying. Like I, I don't know how they could walk. I mean, like how could you even move your legs? And what happens to your package? Like literally, like doesn't that squish it to like infinity and, and beneath? Because I mean that that cannot be good for the uh, jewel and the uh, the marbles. You know, that just can't be I, good. Again, it's the destruction of the male sex. Okay, they're feminized, and yeah, of course that you can't. Those, your sperm count is gonna drop, as you just pointed out. There's, there's no, there's no breathing in there. It's just not happening. And, and I'm gonna tell you, uh, oh wow, my, my train of thought here. Um, oh yeah, you know, I, how many? I, I don't know how old you are, John, uh, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. 
I'm turning 40 in September. I just, like, I'm 39 right now. I'm oh, old. okay, I was going to say, you sound more around my age, if not a little bit older, so that's about right. Okay, so... I'm the old man here, I know, I get it. Okay. Well, I was... I had Back in my day! I had been making fun of millennials for the past few Those years, damn and, millennials. I, and I actually looked up the age range of what a millennial is, it's like, oh... Damn it! <laughs> I don't accept it. I'm, that I'm is you. <laughs> I, I'm 34. <laughs> I was born 1985, so I, I, I don't consider myself a millennial. Whoa! You were born in 1985. 85. Indeed. Look, that Europe. 1985. I was 81, babe. But yeah, well, the end of 81. Basically. Well, no, 1985. The reason I say it is because that's when I moved from California. I mean, from uh, Florida to California, and uh, I lived there for about six years. 1985, and then we got back to Miami. Well, you know, I seem to be the youngest out of all the hosts that I talk to. I don't know why. I'm I'm, I'm the baby everywhere. But yeah. I, I, I seem to be senior. Sure most, sure. most still consider me senior, though. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm going way back here. I'm from the, the, the school of, like, I've actually seen Police Academy in theaters. Huh? Anybody else well, want to say that? No. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> no. I remember watching them on Showtime when, like, they were still trying uh-huh. to new. I, I, I saw. Catch the I, I, I saw Citizens on Patrol in theaters. I saw Back in Training in theaters. I saw Nightmare on Elm Street three, four, five, six in theaters. I didn't see the first one. I was a little bit before my age. Uh, I saw all the Charles play that came on in the eighties and nineties in theaters. Uh, I lived a good life in the uh, the eighties, man. So if I die, I die happy, man. Because I, I saw supposedly the best. saw um, Empire Strikes Back, but like I was an infant. My, me my too. But took me to that, but I don't. I do not remember it. First movie I remember yep. seeing in the theater. I actually, remember is Ghostbusters, and I was like little as hell. And I, I, we saw Top Gun too. I remember seeing that and the Karate Kid. So like those I, are like kind of the first yeah. movies I remember seeing when I was a kid in the theater. Then too when I was little, and I still hate that motherfucker. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't. Some I shit can't never changes. I, mean, I can't. I can't catch replays. Uh, you want to talk about see things in theater? There's stuff that comes back out. Of J- Johnny, your line is crackling a and little I, bit. I think you might need to like uh, like reboot your uh, Skype there. I'm just gonna. There I'm re- just gonna go. I'm gonna crash out. I it's it's one o'clock. I got work in the morning. It's one thirty. I got work yeah. in the morning. So you got construction? You like, yeah, I do a construction. You get to hang out with the guys? I'm all isolated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, since I'm an electrician, there's a couple girls on my crew. They're all ugly. There you though. go. And are married. Uh, we are married, yeah. yeah that's very helpful. Stay COVID-19 free. That's all I got to tell you, man. Be very careful. Yes, oh, yes. yeah, well, um, we're getting up there in the cases. They keep saying that they might send us home, so I might have to, like, call them around to look for another job soon. But, yeah, until then, like, I'm just going to keep doing this. So you guys stay safe, too. Really nice to meet you, V. I, I, I hope we get to talk again soon. It's oh, yes, cool. absolutely. I'd like to I'd like to actually kind of before show or after show we got about you about your red pill stuff. You seem pretty more a lot more interesting than some of the people I see <laughs> on YouTube that think Disney keeps kids locked under the tilt a whirl and fucking give them acid and stuff. So that's 
Like some of those, we know, some we know it's actually like, it's not like football, it's a my little teacup section. That's what they keep the kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some of them truther guys scare the hell out of me, so like it's <laughs> gonna be nice to actually talk to a red pillar that like has a actual grip on reality a little. <laughs> well, I, I have my documentaries, my radio shows, my TV shows, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you on YouTube? Uh, yes. Okay, Absolutely. um. We'll have to I, be I connected. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely check your channel out and watch some of your stuff. And yeah, sounds cool. All right. With with that, everybody, uh, let's uh, yeah, let's close up. We've been on streaming for four hours now, and uh, I think that's going to be a hell of a job for me editing and putting that together. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get it up in uh, in the, our SoundCloud. But uh, for all the nights of the Epic Roundtable tonight, uh, the and uh, of course the Hardcore, the Master of the Red Pill. And uh, once again, I'll give a plug to your network. Uh, that you're also on the uh, RBN. Uh, yeah, the Republic Broadcasting Network, uh, the Liberty Beacon uh, Project. Uh, so so many, I, but those are the main two that I would like to, to say. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Shout outs to them, and uh, you know you're going to be joining us, of course. You know, doing simulcast with us here on the round table, and that's going to be fun for all ages. So, guys, uh, come again uh, next week and uh, join us. Hopefully, we have uh, a couple other voices joining us for Joe E, who uh, joined us and uh, made fun of Trump, and then he got destroyed, and uh, and of course for Johnny Alpha, the uh, very uh, loyal graphic destroyer himself. Johnny I forgot Alpha. all about him talking about Trump. All I still think about is the zits in his stomach. Like, oh, man. yeah, that opening was gross. Like, he he wins the award for the most nasty intro onto the show. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> and he's got me beat. I've had some nasty ones too. But uh, shout outs to uh, Joe. Hopefully, uh, he gets those uh, zits uh, pop. We'll be back next week right here on the round table. Good night, everybody. Say bye bye, everybody. Bye.